Welcome to No Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hegelvon on Twitter. And uh, I am here today with uh, not just fan favorite, but personal favorite, Dia Lucina. Dia, welcome back. It is just, it's, it's, a, it's a privilege to have you on as always. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Um, this is fun. This is fun. We're going to have fun today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, what I believe we both agree to be the best MMO uh, uh, expansion of all time. Um, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I this will be fine. This will be really good. Um, we're gonna be talking about Shadowbringers, uh, a game that I have all the esteem in the world for, and I'm also completely willing to, uh, to kind of like talk about and 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 hear how, uh, maybe others do not have the most esteem in the world for, and we will work it out just like we did with, um, Stormblood on our, our famous Stormblood episode. Uh, but first, Dia, you're the first person to hear it. I finally got my book. Um, like, weeks after several others got it. I was going to say, everyone is getting their books except for you. And now it's you got yours. So everyone's getting their books except for me. There are others. Like, they're, 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 they're out there. They're just, like, not... I don't understand what the... Uh, I don't understand. Is what, <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't quite understand why this is happening the way it is and uh i'll tell you it's a little frustrating but um i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna get in anyone's case it's, you know everyone has their their jobs they're trying to do um it, it happens um but i got my book uh it's exciting it i can look at it, it it's real um they have not yet taken it out of circulation um this was the of course. Of course, someone will be taking it out of circulation as soon as possible. But uh, for the meantime, you can still get it apparently, um, and it should be coming out on the fifteenth. So hopefully, DA, your yours comes before then. And if not, um, let me know, and I will ship you one. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I think I'm guaranteed my copy on the fifteenth or something like that. You better be. Um, Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to be an Amazon. Uh, I got mine through Amazon because I had store credit. Ooh, store credit. Yeah. Look, so. I think people actually, I thought it was really sweet of them, but people actually asked me like, hey, like what, is there a way to get this book that is like most, gives you the most money? And like the answer is no. It's every, everywhere gives me exactly the same amount. Like I get the same cut everywhere. <laughs> so um, when when people were like, where should I buy it? Like my answer basically just turned into, well, look, like do you live in America if you don't, probably Amazon. <laughs> like, I like it's it's just that's that's kind of where it's kind of where it is like most uh, most sold everywhere else. Um, I mean, and that's okay. Like, that's just that's the world we live in. It's not it's not your fault. As the as the immortal Robin Williams said in that movie, sometimes my friends send me screen caps from. It's not your fault. <laughs> um. <laughs> I hope you get guaranteed. If not, we'll raise some holy hell with uh, with Jeff Bezos. Um, he won't fly a rocket in this town again. I mean, the the, the one thing is at least, uh, you know, I have the Ark. You know, <laughs> I've, I've already read the fucker. That so, well, yeah, no, you know what you know what it's well, you know what it's about. So um, so I'm not I'm not like as like you know like well damn I'm I'm real fucked off about not having a book that I could read right now. So I mean I've never read it, so I'm super excited to to finally get a look at it. Um, 
it's it's important that I, it's important to my process that I write well completely um just like out on Zannies. Uh so I was just I was gone the whole time. Um no, no, it's it's exciting. It's cool. I'm I'm so far it has two positive reviews from people who wrote it up, which uh feels like two more than I thought it would get. So very excited. Um and that's not even counting the best positive review, which is yours. Uh but since our episodes are always like three hours long, let me ask you this time so we don't lose anyone. What are you what have you been up to? Where can where can people find your work? What are what are you doing these days? These days I am like basically just permanently writing for Pace magazine. So you can mosey on over to pacemagazine.com and under the game section, just uh, look for something that I've written. <laughs> if you want my take on the difficulty discourse, someone asked what it was. And um, I literally just said, like, I ripped it all off from Dia. Um, <laughs> here, here's the article that I read. It's a, good. Uh, it's a Pathologic 2 article. I just ripped that all off because it was, I mean, I, I, I cited it and said, this is all correct. Uh, because like it is. It's really funny because I feel like, you know, um, if there is... Uh, one thing that like lingers on after I'm gone and I've left the, 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 the games journalism world. Uh, it's going to be, uh, everyone kind of like, it, it will actually, it will have telephoned out and like, it'll be whatever version of, uh, <laughs> stealth, a stealth system is only as good as what happens when you break stealth. Mm, mm. Um, is that concept from my, my, uh, Tomb Raider uh, article, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider review. It's a um, really great concept, honestly. It helps, it helps like explain a lot of games that I feel kind of The motherfuckers who want to fight me on that are really funny, though. Like, motherfuckers will, like, come at you for that one. No, you're right um, about it. You're 100% right. Undeniably correct that that is, um, yeah. well, like, it's like the, someone was saying this, I forget who it was, but they were saying, like, there's something more... I haven't played it yet, so I don't I don't know if it's good or not. But um, they were saying that one of the things they liked about Deathloop was that um, since you didn't have to do like the good ending parts of Dishonored, um, it was like an arcane game that was okay with you uh, using the tools that arcane games gave you, <laughs> as opposed to. And I read that and I was like, nope, they, that's exactly right. Like that's what arcade does. They they make you they make you buy the tool and then. Um, if you use the tool, you get in trouble. Uh, yeah. And like that, that is, yeah, you break stealth and then you're just like, I'm disappointed. I hate that I broke stealth. I'm not like, I'm not enjoying it at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, if, 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 so yeah. So if I'm, if I'm not remembered for that, I hope that like you are at least like keep pushing my difficulty. It's so good. I don't know how people missed it. Like I, I remember like I was I was doing research for the Dark Souls chapter and I was like, ugh, I gotta talk about difficulty discourse. I may as well just talk about it to start off. Like why not? Like it's just like um <laughs> I just saw your screen your display name for the recording. Uh sorry. Uh <laughs> Dia set me up. Uh but um yeah, like I was I was I was like, oh uh Dia wrote something on this, okay. And so like you had you had actually linked me to it previously because I had I had somehow missed it when I was thinking about Pathologic Two because I'm bad at knowing when things are published, and um, I was like, oh, I'll read this, check it out, and like, I got like maybe two paragraphs in. You were like, okay, like first off, difficulty discourse is not ability discourse. Let's get this right out of the way. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, 
like someone wrote the seminal piece on this. Thank God. I don't, I don't have to really worry about this anymore. Like this is just, I'm not going to do better. I'm just going to cite it. Yeah. No, like, um, that was a good, this is a good piece, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're also, uh, putting up videos on your Patreon. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing the, 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 the YouTube, uh, videos because, um, I'm never going to stream. I've decided like, I'm just not a streamer. I'm not built for it. I have no, uh, you know, some people like to do live theater. Some people like to do, you know, recorded performances mm. and, um, I don't want to do really it's, I don't want to manage a chat room. It is the it is the weirdest part of a stream. Like that's the thing is I never want to have to manage a chat room. Um, I didn't do it in the IRC days. I'm not gonna fucking do it now. <laughs> do you ever find it's like frustrating when you stream to, um, like perform for the audience as if like they are actually watching you to see your reactions and stuff? Like you put put on a show for them. That's well, always what I like least. Like I, 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 you know, I don't own a webcam. Like, <laughs> oh, that is such a good tip. Like, <laughs> pro tip: if you simply do not own a camera, well, that's the thing. I was a, so I was a laptop person for the longest time, so I got accustomed to the webcam just being built into my laptop, right? Sure. And then I got this big ass desktop, and it doesn't have a camera. It didn't come with one built into the monitor. I bought this big ass monitor and it just didn't have one. So guess what? I don't have now a fucking webcam and I'm I, probably not going to buy one. Cause they're like a hundred bucks. Fuck that. Uh, can, can we get razor on the line to get Dia a webcam? No, let's hashtag get Dia a webcam. Uh, no, I think that's a really good tip. Not having people be able to see you is, um, like just huh. good, good, good form for everyone. Like seriously, like it was, um, you know, uh, where people were talking about like, oh, you know, like you should, you should get this, this waypoint job and you can go and be like, you can do waypoint streams. And I'm like, the only way I would do that is a vice, um, literally paid to like, get me a VTuber persona. <laughs> And then I would then I would do Waypoint Plus streams. Or you have to assume you have to assume Vice has that money. Oh, get course. you a fully it's, like worked out. It's rig. just a matter of whether or not they would be willing to spend it. Like they absolutely have the money. You got to spend money to make money. Just like you know, uh, you know, f- f- got fuck. Fanbyte keeps adding staff, so I imagine <laughs> Vice can, you know, like you know, pay for a VTuber, like you know, rigging. I'm just gonna. I'm going to like. You know, if 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 they if if they ever ask, I would come in with a PowerPoint, and the only part of the PowerPoint it would just be one slide that said it would have um, all the characters from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross on it in like uh, in like a a, a montage, like a uh, not a montage, but a, a collage, and it would say you got to spend money to make money. And I'd leave the room, and like the thing is, I really. I wouldn't even really want, you know, like, like, okay, the VTuber thing, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of pricey because like, those are, those are, you know, fancy. I would straight up, I want like, you know, um, do you remember it was like mid nineties MSNBC, uh, you know, was just kind of, was just kind of becoming a thing. And Leo Laporte 
had a show called The Sight with a very young host named Soledad O'Brien. Oh my! For former former mutual of mine, Soledad O'Brien. <laughs> um, we've since parted ways. <laughs> For real? Oh, she she'll follow everyone. I think she follows five hundred thousand people on Twitter. Bitch never followed me. Yeah, she had some really bad ideas. I I had to I had to unfollow her. <laughs> Yeah, solo done. Jesus. Um, that's really funny. Uh, no, but yeah, uh, so there was a show called MS, uh, MSNBC's The Sight. The Sight. Okay. Um, and they had a character who was like a barista, but he was like a really bad, um, I mean, for the time, he was, you know, high tech in real time. A character on yeah. an, okay. And he was, he was this animated barista. Uh, that used to talk to Soledad O'Brien about technology. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was 1996 and the internet was a big deal. I really liked, like, the the idea of what, like, I don't know, like, I feel like 1996 just looked back at the um, the Money for Nothing video and was like, okay, we all understand this is the future. <laughs> like, what are we going to do to get there? Um I want people who look boxier. I need them to have like weird movements and uh, funny things that they're saying to me. Well, like, yeah, like if you if you if you Google Devnall, like he looks he looks like he can't. He looks like one of the movers. <laughs> he looks like one of the three D movers. People don't like that song because of all the homophobia, and I understand it. I get it, um, but it's an important document of history. Also, um, the song rips. It's also really good. <laughs> That's a great song. As a faggot in the makeup, you know, look, song rips. I also I also would say I don't think that it is necessarily homophobic. I think they are. I think the, the person saying that is meant to be a uh, the person person using that slur is meant to be uh, disliked by the listener. But that's just that's just a personal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, think it's, I think, you know, it's like it's one of those things It is this is naturalistic dialogue like this, you know, um, this, right. is, this, this is this is, you know, a mover who is watching MTV and seeing, you know, uh, like uh, Vince Neil from Poison Circa Poison being popular and just kind of going, yeah, he's a millionaire and I'm not. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks to you for coming on to talk about Dire Straits. Uh, <laughs> Dia is also the person who told me about the good Dire Straits song, um, the best Dire Straits song that is. So, did you finally get through all of it? <laughs> it's, it's 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 been a while. Uh, there was my Xbox controller. Oh no! Uh, so Fine. surprised you threw the controller across the room. <laughs> so, um. In any case, yeah, that's all the places you can find Dia. She's doing a lot these days, and honestly, her her Patreon is a is a must subscribe, in my opinion. Good stuff on there. They really uh, just go go to Dia Lacina on Twitter. Um, it's all one word: D I A L A C I N A. You can find all my shit there because uh, I'll post it there. Yeah. Until I quit Twitter, and then don't find me if I quit Twitter. Jesus, what's wrong D- with you? Uh, uh, <laughs> assume she won't quit Patreon or paste. Uh. God, I mean, that's that's fine, right? Um. All right. Well, we got to get to it. It's we put it off long enough. We have to go through a portal to a different world. Oh, guiding. Oh. 
No, it's Heidi Ho. <laughs> I, I, I legitimately like that song, but I also kind of understand it's not good. Like, it's one of those things that exists in my brain. I'm like, okay, this is just like me liking this song because I like imagining the cinematic that goes with it. See, the thing is, it's it's less like the the the, the it's the Heidi Ho part. <laughs> and and it, you blame this on on uh, Koji Fox. Oh, that's one hundred percent Michael Christopher's fault. I refuse to <laughs> I refuse to call him Koji Fox unless I call him Michael Christopher Koji Fox. <laughs> Michael Koji Fox Christopher. Or Fern Halls, which I think was his forum name for a Ooh, long time. That it might still sucks. be sucks. Yeah, no, it's bad. Um, Fern Halls. F E R N H A W L E S. I think it's like it was just like, dude. Um, okay, let's just get this right off the bat. I will never like Michael Christopher Koji Fox. Everything that I feel is funneled through a deep seated hatred for Michael Christopher Koji Fox and the way in which he uses the English language and thinks about the English language. <laughs> now, before so like you... right off the bat, like, you know, if you want to just like if you before you decide to come at me and fight me on Twitter about anything I say on this podcast or any other podcast, just just be like, OK, well, Dia has an irrational opinion about Michael Christopher, and that's why we can ignore everything she says. If that will help you sleep at night because I'm going to say mean things, just just do that. I would I would me. say I would say it's para-rational because even as it's it may it may be right it may be wrong but it is not based in reason it's based in felt reality which is okay I mean it's based in reason I have I have very well reasoned uh you know uh I have there you know Horson how many time can we put Horson in a script <laughs> a lot we could put it in a lot. Apparently, I also think it's it's funny uh, it's funny to sort of like hear you say, yeah, I. Uh, also, no, his I, belief that a language, will, you know, that the dragon language would be like would would become more minimalistic over centuries because dragons have a lot of time, <laughs> is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and has no basis in any kind of linguistic thought. I think Chomsky said once that languages get more simple over time, right? <laughs> If he did, that's that's like actually more more grist for the fire because Chomsky's a bad linguist. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's funny because like Michael Christopher is like this this strange. If you're not familiar with Final Fantasy fourteen, um, and you you know you you get really curious and you watch a uh, uh, I don't know like a keynote for Endwalker or something like that, you're gonna see this this guy who translates everything that um, Yoshi P says. And he's just this kind of dude who's there and he 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 has like a he's very unassuming. He is American and just kind of uh, translates everything he says. And you think, oh, that's the translator. And you're not entirely wrong, but he's also the composer and the lead member of uh, the the I don't know. What do we call them? Like the the primals, the the Final Fantasy band. Is he a composer too? I just thought he wrote words. Oh, d yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He's just a lyricist. Yeah, that's let's, not a composer. Yeah, let's let's please let's. Um, he's not much of a lyricist either. Jim Morrison would love you to believe that that makes you a composer, but <laughs> God. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I I agree. Um, 
I do kind of like the extreme like uh, arena rock energy of Shadowbringers. See, the thing is, I act like you know. Um, uh, I I know that there is a certain contingent of your of your listenership uh, is is still probably very sore about my ranking of the final fantasy for uh, the final fantasy soundtrack. You got, you got like beat up by my dude. I yeah, had to come in and say like, please stop. Your <laughs> crew was upset. Um, I mean, I don't, I, okay. So this is what I don't get. Uh, this is a, this is a, this is a garden path. So I, I will get back. I, I promise. I, I am not forgetting that you said that. I'm not trying to cut you off, but I, I think Ranking pieces are meant to make people angry. Oh yeah, like, even no. if even if the ranker doesn't intend that, that's the only reason they exist. They it's exist for you to read them and get mad. I, I mean, hold on, I gotta find my. I could find this piece real fast. It's on paste. Yeah, it's on paste. Um, because I even like I literally wrote this. Um, so the, the okay now where's the where's the top five? That's the middle five. Yeah, I think it, I think it banked in around like the bottom five or bottom it was, six. Yeah, it was pretty low. No, it was it was, and that's because um, my my opinion about the Final Fantasy fourteen soundtrack up until Shadowbringers was that basically Soken isn't getting to do what Soken is capable of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Um, and like, also the 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 really fucking terrible vocal tracks because oh. the lyrics the lyrics are bad. I'm sorry, the lyrics are bad, and that's Michael Christopher's fault. That's not Sokin's fault, but it's Sokin's fault for letting him sing. Well, I mean, he's so and like he right, wears right he wears words. the shirts Yoshi P tells him to wear. Yeah, he, he's a good he's a good friend to to like, everyone at Square. Enix. Yeah, I think we, like we, he, we know we know it. that the Square, you know, the Square Enix. What is it? Business unit number three or whatever. <laughs> the, Shinji, the, you have to pilot business unit number three. Like, it or really I'll make feels Michael that, Christopher. <laughs> it really feels that way because otherwise they wouldn't put you know they wouldn't put this team on Final Fantasy 16, and someone actually would have named the dungeon crawler game they just released Final Fantasy Dungeons or something like mm-hmm. that. You know. Um, but like there is like weird internal business unit like warring over <laughs> everything. Um, I mean, it's it's it's, you know, that it's a giant business uh, that like is and I fall for it all the time, but is uh, is is made up to look like your best friend and like the, his buddies just like having fun. I think I honestly I think my my I found I put it at number 11 Final Fantasy 14. We can't get around that the challenges that Masayoshi Soken faced when composing this soundtrack. He was saddled with a game that was by most accounts broken, boring, and a financial disaster right up front. To say nothing of the fact that scoring even a good, well-received MMO is hard. Mm-hmm. This was always going to be an uphill battle. We also cannot overlook the fact that the Grand theme is absolutely a legally actionable cover of the Shire theme from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> or that Good King Mogul Mog is just a weird remix of This is Halloween. And that whole Power Man five thousand thing. Look, now, see scoring. the disagreement I have is that the uh, the Alexander Power Man five thousand theme is very good. Oh but, no, dude, it's, it 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 fucking rocks. Like yeah. okay, okay. Oh, then I agree saying, with you. <laughs> like, like it's the thing. Like, Ravana rules. Garuda's theme rules. 
stuff like you know Ravana's theme is really good like titan's theme is like it's fine it's fine the like, remix of titan's theme have you played the 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 eight man raids in uh in Shadowbringers? the ones with uh the unreal ones yeah no i haven't done the unreal ones yet well I, no i, I don't I, know if they're, they're the unreal it's the ones where like basically the ones in eden where you uh you go to like the the nothing and oh 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 yeah 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 no the eden raids yeah those yeah, are yeah, those yeah. those are sick as hell no, yeah good. i loved the titan song for that like, i thought that was like yeah that that rocked um because it 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 did understand like okay we could have done more with titan we had to go harder yeah like and like i think the thing is you know like even the 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 power man 5001 that was uh what that was um i think that's alexander that was the snow was it wasn't alexander because alexander has like the 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 ones that just kind of rip on their own they're just like uh, oh yeah you're right you're right it was sephiroth oh yeah it was yeah it was the 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 warring it was like what was the sephiroth fight from like the not but not that sephiroth was the different one um, Paul Sephiroth or whatever yeah from the the warring or the the warring triad oh uh, yes no you're right oh yeah that was yeah. a that was a bad raid I didn't like yeah that. I wasn't I wasn't wild about that one honestly um, it was not very good I got a couple like, cards on the table I replayed it for like there was a quest that they were like you're gonna have to re- you're gonna have to play the warring triad and a friend of mine who I play with she was like well I have to play the Warring Triad, I guess. And I was like, oh, I'll play that with you. And I was <laughs> not, I was not impressed at my second blush. But like, I, I know, I know Soken is capable of, of doing, doing good scores. And so when I see him do sad things and get saddled with sad lyrics, um, uh, the, the, what was the, the fucking dragon song or heaven's word song and like uh people just, got mad that you didn't like the heaven's word song it's bad i'm sorry the lyrics are stupid <laughs> it's also it's also really funny when people get really obsessed with like the singer who does like the final fantasy like vocal track and like none of her other work is anything like that and she's like have you listened to my other work and they're like what about Final Fantasy? And they I really absolutely talk. have not. Yeah, it's, it's, it cracks me up every time that happens. Like I always just feel so bad for this woman. I'm like, you know, like these women. I'm just like, oh, you poor thing. You, you really like spent your life like dedicated to your vocal craft, and you did this one song, and now all these nerds are like constantly in your mentions. Now you're Koji Fox to me. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's it, it, it's funny because like. <clears throat> I don't think – I think like honestly it was the classic ranking thing where people saw it at 11 and got mad because your write-up isn't like egregious or mean or anything like that. Um, and also you you say you haven't gotten to Shadowbringers, which I think for me anyway is the the kind of pinnacle of the music in the series uh, thus far. Yeah. Um, no. I think, the Shadowbringer soundtrack rocks. Yeah. Um, like I would aside, say like – yeah. Oh, aside from what? I was going to say – Aside from like, the fact that the road that we walk is lost in a butt. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I like the, the, the stuff from the, um, the, the Rectica Greatwood. So we're, we're, we're on the same page then. Good. Yeah. No, like I, um, God, uh, the, the boring desert zone has like the best fucking just like overworld music. 
Um, yeah. And even it actually even uses like, you know, kind of ambient vocals really well. Yeah. Um, because there's no fucking lyrics. So I don't have to hear that. The road that we walk is lost in a butt. <laughs> I have no idea what the words are for that song, but I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, listen, which is I've, sad because like I love when Sokin gets in his like dad in the garage rocking out like modes. I was going to say, like, you know, I, I'll be I'll be honest. I like absolutely have listened to that song like a billion times because I, yeah. I legitimately love it. Um, and like well, and it plays for every fucking boss fight. Yeah, and there's so many boss fights in this expansion. There are, <laughs> especially if you're I mean, like. You know, if you're looking for exciting moments where your characters will, uh, like, show their show their abilities against foes that you have seen before, uh, get get ready. <laughs> this is going to be exciting for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 absolutely a great like. I think all of Shadowbringers is kind of a love song to to like Dad Rock, um, the soundtrack anyway. Like even even Rectika Greatwood sounds like a little bit like a uh, kind of like someone got really into Gregorian chant again or something. Like there's something very um, something very much like a uh, uh, I, I don't know almost like a Rush album or, or something like that where people are like where, where you're you're just like oh yeah like I love I love the way that that like <laughs> I love the way that this is like rocking but making me think. Like that feels like something that happens a lot when, uh, when you're listening to that, uh, that bit. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I guess, uh, and I was, I knew I would have so much to say about this and in, in a way, um, I still do. Uh, okay. Let me, let me ask you this. This is the question I was meaning to ask you at first. Shadowbringers is an isekai. Um, what, in your mind, is an isekai? Um, I mean, I think it's you know, it's 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 uh, it's a genre about being transported to another world. And and it, it's really specifically. Being transported to the another to another world as the protagonist and into becoming a protagonist in that world yeah. as an outsider. Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, I think that's that's actually a really good way of thinking about it because it's not just transporting, right? Like the most the most famous ones um, will typically have will typically be like you know uh, I died and became the hero of an MMO or something like that, and they're, they're extremely popular. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be like, oh, and, and it's all for babies or something like that. Like, it, these are very popular things. Like, people writing these are making quite a bit more uh, money than than I ever will see on my book, even though I like it. Like, it's, it's serious stuff. Um, but it is mostly like, you know, I I died and was made, like, the hero of, a, <laughs> of an MMO, which, like, is interesting, right? Because, like... They all involve like you having to be like leave your world, um, but the leaving of your world brings you to sort of a cooler world with like sexier people that you can kind of <laughs> hang out with. I mean, that, that is the kind of thing. It's like the ultimate in escapist fantasy. It is literally jettisoning, you know, your your you know 
the the world that you know for something that is you know new and that is novel and foreign and by virtue of that you know sexier and also you being in that as an outsider is not is it is not typically something where you are shunned or if you are it is like so over so immediately yeah and that instead you become alluring yeah. Right. No, exactly. Like it, 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 it is where both both sides of the alienness equation become, you know, attractive to one another. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is. It is the sort of like uh, it's the fantasy of ending up at your uh, ending up at a new school and everyone being like, who's the new guy? <laughs> you know, like the the thing that my my father was told when he when he moved to a new school, which was like, Keith, you can be whoever you want to here. Just just remember that. Um you know, like that, that is the dream of the Isekai where you're just like, you know what? I don't have to be myself anymore. I can be, I can be someone else. I can be a hero. And like this elf lady can love me. Um, my old life sucked. You described, yeah. you described this game as an Isekai in an Isekai. So I would like you to explain that. Well, I mean, there's, there, my argument is basically that all MMOs are just like, you know, yes. Uh, <laughs> non-displacing isekais themselves like um we absolutely yeah. love to have a non-displacing isekai like that's the thing is like we are not ourselves leaving our couch and going into the it is not a captain n situation <laughs> it uh, never to is. bring back the the 90s commercial it's not even an ultima situation like ultima there we go there's the isekai of all isekais right there oh yeah absolutely Actually, shit is ultima like the first PC Isekai? It's gotta be. Is it? I don't know. Well, do you think so? So, I mean, we could specifically an Isekai. We could take this, we could take this in a number of ways. So, like, does, does, like, does a dating sim count as an Isekai? Mm, It could. Depends. So, is like Tokimeki Memorial an Isekai? So, I think the thing is that, like, one of the things about, um, you know, and this is this is this is the interesting thing about the Final Fantasy MMOs in particular. Is the very first Final Fantasy, um, and the second one, like the second, the first, the first three Final Fantasies, didn't really have developed characters at all. You know, mm-hmm. it was the Warriors of Light. Yeah. Um, it was uh, what is it? The four runaway children, or and you better thing. believe that the Warrior of Light does not come up in this game ever. <laughs> that we're going to be talking. I it. God, I'm so conflicted about that. But, um, but so like, you know, the first thing you do and when you, when you're, you're a kid and you get Final Fantasy one and you put it in your Nintendo is you, uh, you name your, you name your companion, you know, your character and your companions after you and like your best friend and like your dog and like you try and cram it in there and realize you can't. So then you just name everyone, but, well, yeah, that's their name. Like yeah, I and named just everyone. Like, I named everyone Nestor, which was based off of that old Nintendo Power comic. God, yeah, really bad, really just <laughs> humiliating in retrospect. Those are good comics, though. They were they were pretty tight. Um, but like you know, like that's the the the, the thing was is like just like with like wizardry, the and all the games where you can name the kind of blank slate characters, you put yourself in it, mm-hmm. right? And then and then it's you. You are the fucking little black mage running around that's going to go and stop chaos. Not not whatever that white guy in Strangers of Paradise is. What? 
<laughs> you haven't oh come on trevor you have to have seen the new the 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 team Ninja. oh 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 it took me a second yes yeah utterly yeah, stranger in paradise which is literally taking final fantasy one and being like no it literally is an isekai that is a um when that guy pulled out his cell phone in that clip i i just about lost my mind and played limp biscuit you mean it rocked i mean i it's great honestly and i i i know how this sounds that seemed to me i did not know that that was actually in the clip i thought that was an edit like i thought oh. <laughs> i thought someone just like made a funny um i'm really happy to hear that it is it is in fact in wow that's uh that's wild that's yeah, wild no, it's learn. it's it's a trip because um, I played through the demo because I was like, I don't know, maybe I want to write about this game. Um, Is it good? No. <laughs> uh, it's just play Neo. Oh, I like, will play Neo. <laughs> like, the thing is, the thing is, like, this game is Neo um, with like a tenuous connection to the Final Fantasy franchise. Um, and like in not, a, it doesn't feel like, you know, any way that actually feels good or interesting. Mm, mm. Um, but, but like it is, it's an isekai. All right. It is a pure isekai. Um, <laughs> just like, you know, Shadowbringers is like, it is you, the, the narrative itself is like you were transported through this portal to this world, um, to be the, to be the hero, to fulfill the prophecy. And much uh, like much like an isekai, I didn't even think about this, but much like an isekai, I thought this was just, you know, how they were doing the the narrative. But much like an isekai, you are now sort of like you have become you've become changed. You are now not who you once were. You are the warrior of darkness and you have to um, you have to basically like do the stuff that you uh, were never supposed to do in the previous game and beat all of the. Uh, it basically beat up all the um all the 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 scions of or the 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 people who love um oh what's her name Heidelin you have to be against Heidelin in this world um which is you know surprising in its own way um but yeah it's uh i don't know like i it is it is an isekai in that sense because you suddenly are acting differently and everyone is celebrating you for it yeah it's 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 i almost wanted the game to go harder like, mm. <laughs> like i was really gearing up for like a let's like you know fuck heidelin um i thought i thought that was gonna happen too and it it, it didn't which was a bummer yeah i like, understand it but it's a bummer it's also it's really funny because so there's like um all right let's just we are spoiling Shadowbringers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. Um, I mean, if you didn't, if you're like following this game and you didn't know that, like th that bit of it, I, it, yeah. it's impressive that you got this far without <laughs> someone yeah, like, spoiling that for you. Um, I had that but, spoiled in an email. So, like, yeah. It, the, <laughs> but the, uh, we will be fully spoiling Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, one hundred percent. The yes. the end of Shadowbringers. Um, yeah, it, it, no, that's just that's just going to happen. So if you're worried about that, and I, I can understand if you are, it's it's a, it is you know I usually make fun of spoilers, um, but this is a game that has a number of like pretty interesting twists and turns. So um, for sure, you know, don't don't spoil it if you don't want to. But um, yeah, we're we're going to be spoiling it. So um, you go so ahead and spoil the, it. You, the, rip the, off that band aid. 
there is there's that one that when you first go in is the cave in uh is it with the, the 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 bunny girls in the forest? I think it is with um with uh yeah Emmett, Emmett Selk. Selk yeah and like there's the cave paintings and basically you find out like oh yeah so there was the people who made Zodiac to save the planet and then a bunch of people were mad about that and then they made this so they summoned Heidelin and then Heidelin basically just decides to just f- like fuck Zodiac's whole shit up yeah yeah and like they basically like they're like. Highland was like, I don't trust this bitch, so I'm going to kill him. And just, like, murks this shit out of Zodiac in, like, the story. And it's just, like, we really don't go back to that. Ever. No, it's true. It's, like, it really is sort of, it's dealt with, like, a, um, and I mean, they might an Endwalker. It's certainly possible. I think, like, you know, the one thing that, I, I don't know what to think of Endwalker. I will, look, I'll play it. I You know, I would have played it at the end of the month. I'll play it two weeks into December. I'll just, I'll just play it. <laughs> I saw I saw your your post that people like no one is able to have a normal reaction to the delay, which like is one hundred percent true. Like <laughs> I think the only reaction is like that's a bummer. Well, I'll put I'll play it when it comes out. Um, plenty plenty to do till then. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's gonna be fun. I, I don't know. I like I like these games. I'll I'll absolutely play it. Um, the uh, like the funny thing about the game though is I'm not like. I don't know. Like, I don't have an extremely clear sense of, like, why I should care about Endwalker yet. I'm not a big fan of, um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not a big fan of games that are like, you know, um, oh, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Let's, all right. Let's, let's do it. Um, and obviously that's what this game is. Uh, but the one thing I think is pretty cool potentially about it is kind of looking at that from the sense of Heidelin and saying, like, okay, like, Endwalker has to do with the end of your like relationship with Heidelin. Um, and you have to like, you basically have to cut it off. Um, but in, in Shadowbringers, it really is the sense of like, Hey, um, people have different opinions about stuff. Like let people enjoy things. Let the, let the, let, let the, uh, let the Asians who love Heidelin love Heidelin. Like, come on, don't be, don't be a pain. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's just such a weird moment because, you know, we like before that we get the tease of like, you know, oh, everyone's kind of reactions to to Heidelin and like, you know, to, to the Zodiac and all these things. That's kind of like the way the primals work. And like, it's like, uh-huh, you think? <laughs> go on. Think? Go on. Let's let's make. And but we never really do make that leap. Like even when like. You know, we kind of get, oh, too much light is a bad thing, clearly, because right. look what's going on with the flood and the Sin Eaters. And, like, look what's happening with the warrior of light who has to <laughs> become, become the warrior, warrior of darkness. darkness. Oh, so the other thing, if you if you don't play the Final Fantasy games and you're just, like, listening in, uh, in Shadowbringers, the essential um, conflict is that there are these things called Sin Eaters that are basically uh, this world that has been kind of... I mean, it's too complicated to explain the whole plot, but the <laughs> the sin eaters are effectively like these beings suffused with light, and uh, they're they they love to they love to eat people up and turn them into sin eaters. Uh, also, so effectively, what you get is a lot of people kind of um, turning into these white blobs, 
um, and and losing all their humanity. And so this is this is the this is the central concern in uh, in Shadowbringers: how to stop all these sin eaters and restore balance to the world of the Isekai. Yeah, and like, I mean, like you could just think of sin eaters as um, they are like mutant salt angels, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. You know, and it is like uh, it's it's very just like. Uh, you you get killed by one of these things, and then they resurrect your your essence uh, becomes corrupted by um, it becomes so suffused with by being filled with light, uh, and we mean light in the sense of light energy, kind of you know versus you know it's just like too much yin. <laughs> it is too much yin, not uh, nearly um, enough yang. Yeah, like you just you just. Uh, your 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 chi becomes really unbalanced, and you become a like weird Italian marble salt sculpture. Some of, real bayonetta like, hours over here. Yeah, it's um the thing about uh that about about Shadowbringers is I do appreciate that we really truly have finally gone all the way, like just just balls to the wall with. Um, Yoshitaka Amano's obsession with like um, European fascism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, like, let's like, get it. Like, like, whoa, we are really into our beautiful European fascist art. Um, yeah, dear, we are. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is wild. I mean, like. It it does like it has this neoclassicist feel to it that, I mean it just it looks cool like it, it's it's oh a great yeah look. well um, it's, it's I like the fact that they're all the enemies <laughs> yeah so at least it's like okay well at least we're fighting the neoclassical hell <laughs> beings we we don't have to we don't have to do the thing of like well the tanks at least look really cool um right yeah like it is it is funny because like you. You almost like, especially when you get there at first into the world of of the first, um, there is a way to feel like a kind of uh, sympathy to the uh, sin eaters in that they just look so great, and you're taught in the in the game that if something looks cool, it's it's probably okay, um, which like you know that's a typical video game rule, uh, but they're not cool and they're not nice, and they make that clear really early on because like a sin eater turns one of your friends who's just trying to like help children into a, a statue into a sin eater also. And okay. I was unclear on this. That's the final boss of that first raid, right? Correct. Yeah. You have to okay. fight her. Yeah. Um, That's yeah, why yeah. everyone was sobbing the whole time. And like, uh, see, this is, this is, and this is like, you know, my, my big problem with sin eaters or with shadow bringers is that. Um, Ooh, Freudian slip. I wonder who you have a problem with. Anti shadow, uh, anti sin eater bias on the like, podcast. Is it like the pacing is so like so? Final Fantasy fourteen has never figured out pacing an MMO. Like, I don't think at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because it's gotten better, but well, like it see, couldn't get worse. Is, I think it has overcorrected. Um, oh no. I think it overcorrected in certain parts and then in other parts it wrote it back again. Okay. Because so like the entire um the whole Tesline in the desert section 
it goes by so quickly that we never have a chance to connect with Tesleen. Yeah, I like Tesleen, but I think it was because I liked um you liked Alice, Alice Say because yeah, you have a say. you you have a relationship with Alice Say that has been built up over the past how many years has it been since it's, it's been a while. It's been uh, a while. I thought like, I I honestly thought you were going to accuse me of having a crush on Alice Say and I was like this is not that kind of show. No, it's it's not. And I was I was not happy. Uh but now I'm happy that you didn't because uh, I <laughs> But see, now that you've brought it up and I oh, have God, it, now oh, we have no. to interrogate why you thought, why you had that anxiety. Because uh, I'm worried about being canceled. Uh, <laughs> have you noticed what's been happening to white men? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I should just become like that kind of guy. That would be cool. God. People would love that. Um, but yeah, no, like, I, I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I think I like Tesleen because I, I think Alice is a cool character. And like um, I think, yeah. I think the game like really relies on that, um, which one okay, you know, in an economy sense, I understand it. Um, however, this was one of the moments where we actually could have taken our time. If you right. had given, if, if if this game had given me time to get to know Tesleen and care about her in the way that Alice does, and like we can clearly do that, like if we can make me care about Alice, we can make me care about Tesleen. Right. Um, and yeah. And, and Alice is like clearly a character. And I've, I've said this before, like I'm not I shouldn't be surprising anyone with this, but Alice is like a character they clearly just forgot about in the first in ARR. And we're just like, oh, we should do something with this character. We should do something with uh, with the uh, Alphano's sister and sort of like came at that from like from the wrong way around. Pretty well, much. it's so funny because what they did was they said, let's not make her another diplomat like her brother. Let's make her warrior princess. Right. And like it worked. Like giving her a personality where she is fiery and tempestuous and like trying to break out from under the shadow of her, you know, douchebag diplomat brother. Like it totally works. It gives Alice say both, you know, it gives her a personality to like break away with. But also then, you know, when that when that doesn't work, when she can't solve all the problems through aggression and power, um, you know then she has to then have to deal with contend with that. So boom, you know, yeah. Inst- instant drama and characterization right there. I think um, what's cool about like what really compels me about final fantasy 14 is that like, it's a, it's a game that like, honestly, somehow or another makes me very, very much care about most of its characters. And like, I have a, I have a hard time sometimes caring about characters in, in like RPGs. I'll be honest with you. Like, there are times where I'm just like, I don't, I just don't, I don't super care about, about this character you've just introduced. Like, you know, I, I don't know, like who cares? Right. Like, um, and in this, like, I totally care what happens to Alice. I totally care what happens to all my friends in the Scions. And part of that's just, I mean, look, part of that is, uh, is Stockholm syndrome. You've been here long enough. Um, <laughs> you, but you've been kidnapped by the Scions. <laughs> You gotta have. Um, it's it. You're not wrong, but uh, are the signs of the seventh down in Isakai? <laughs> oh my god, I, I don't want to think about this, but you're it's probably right. all the way down. Oh, <laughs> <It's, laughs> uh, <laughs> really? Really like that reference. Um, yeah, no, it's it it is it's it's funny because like it really does end up being like um, it ends up being this like. 
real sense of like, okay, I care about these characters. I want to see what they're going to get up to. If I'm excited about the this isekai, I'm excited about it because I get to like, you know, I get to like see what my favorite people are doing in this weird world. Like that's kind of cool. Um, well, it's and- funny because one of one of the hallmarks of the isekai, like, and like I shouldn't say I shouldn't say it's a hallmark of the isekai, but one of the things that did come out of this genre uh, of storytelling, in particular, is the development of like the harem. Yes, one hundred percent. No, no, no. Yeah, I, for sure. It's something like, that definitely is 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 um, mobilized as like something interesting that happens in in the isekai. People like the harem. Yeah, which is funny because like that kind of is what happened with the science of the seventh dawn is they become the harem. Except, Except you're not dating any of them, right? And that's the thing is like, but they're all kind of in love with you. Well, how can't they be? You're the. You're, <laughs> I do. I do like. Someone pointed out that like no matter who you have in, um, no matter who you sort of use as your uh, character, like whatever gender uh, you've made your your hero of light, um, one of the twins is. Uh, th- there's at least one character who is like very very gay for you. Mm-hmm. Like Ali say has a crush on you. Alphino has a crush on you. Grahatia has a crush on you. They all have crushes on you. Um, God, Gratia needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, no, for sure. But, like, you're sexless. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. You're like a Ken doll um, of a a person uh, as the scion of the seventh dawn. Um, So you'd never consummate it. But, boy, do they they wish you would. Just really, really likes you, okay? And wants you to (laughs) notice him. Notice me, senpai, please. Um, so one thing I'm interested in is your read of how the story goes here. Because I, I liked I'll, – I'll sort of like put my cards on the table. I liked the way the story went. Um, I think there are arguments against it. Um, and I expect you have one of the more compelling ones uh, would be my guess. But uh, if you have, if you do not like the story. But I think you know there's there's something – there's something interesting about how, you know, you, you find all the scions. They've been there for, you know, varying amounts of time. Some of the, some of the areas are more or less interesting. Um, I think you're right. The Teslin is rushed. Um, I think like uh, the the bit with Alphino and Yulemore is pretty good. Um, I think the I I and I admit this might just be me, but I think the I think. Uh, Urian Jay's uh, part is good, be- not because of Urian Jay, who I find uh, irritating a lot of the time, but uh, because of um, uh, how cool Il Meg is and how cool it is to just like chill out with a bunch of fairies. Um, but there are, you know, it, overall, it's this, it's this, you know, world that is being suffused with light. So you have to give it its own villains, its own heroes. There's a very long and drawn out ending bit. I wonder, like, what did you think about the overall, like, success or lack thereof of the story? I think, honestly, it's really funny. It's like, I think, um, I think if we, if we put the story down on paper and said, like, you know, okay, uh, the, the hero from one world is transported, you know, watches all of, all of his, you know, his or her friends, their friends, you know, sucked into, um, you know, kind of this, these coma states, and then suddenly is transported themselves into another world 
where they are told um, their help is needed in saving this planet um, and that all their friends have been there, you know, for varying states of time and are scattered to the, the remnants of this world. Um, and then, you know, they go about, you know, finding their friends, you know, helping out their friends in each one of the little zones and they all come together and then, you know, they, they proceed to kind of go through and find out more about the nature of the problem plaguing the world and then set about stopping it. Okay. It's, it has shown an energy. It's, it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, this is, this is, it is a shonen anime from top to bottom. Um, you know, if it's, it's, there's, 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 there's nothing wrong here. Like, um, you know, there's the, the, the problem that I have with it is not in the actual story. It's in the way in which it puts the story together and like makes, Mm. draws the player through it, which is ultimately that it is extremely uneven in its pacing and it suffers from the problem that um broadly speaking the like scenario like designers for final fantasy 14 have never figured out how to do a quest that doesn't involve 50 fucking teleports (laughs) that's perfectly reasonable yeah that's a that's a like i I just i (laughs) fair play <laughs> i don't know why we need to ping pong you know around a map just to tell a story we don't um but and yeah, I, think, I mean let's be reasonable how else are we gonna get the zones so, so this is this is the other thing that bothers me so when i went to a zone like okay right i still have blank spots on my map um i did the quests in the zone i still have blank spots on my map mm-hmm why do I still have blank spots on my map after doing an entire town's worth of quests? <laughs> uh, you got to fly there or something. But like, that's the thing is like, okay, what I'm supposed to go exploring. Well, the game itself doesn't, it, they never built out a, a reason to explore. Right. You know, like if I want to go mining or something like that, I have to switch into a different class and put my little thing up and then I have to go searching for nodes. But the nodes are all in one little specific spot anyway. So I'm only going to go to where those nodes are. You know, it's it's not like there's no real reason to go exploring other than to fill out the map itself. So can I uh, ask, like in, in an ideal world, and, and this is a loaded question, you can you can tell me to fuck off, but uh, um that's okay. I'll, I'll understand. But, uh, are you, would you like, I feel bad asking this. Would you be more interested in seeing, um, would you be interested in seeing like, uh, almost more of an Ubisoft approach to this where like you get, you get like actual sort of like obvious and sort of like tactile benefits to opening up the map. Like, I, like obviously not a full thing, but like, it's true that that like Ubisoft does a thing where they let you um, kind of they force you to care about the way that the map works. Right. And like and like tie it to tie exploration to gameplay. Um, it's formulaic and irritating. But in this case, it might be something that could benefit Final Fantasy. I don't no, because I don't think that's that's the answer either. I think the thing is, like, you know how there's the red push pins on the map? Yes. And those indicate, like, points of interest. 
Totally. Yes. Right. Like, you know, it's like you, you go to it and it's like, oh, this is, you know, here's a little pond <laughs> with like, you know, a broken archway. And it's like, OK, here's a bro- here's a little pond with a broken archway. Um, Sick and then, pond. And like maybe maybe sometimes there will be a fate that somehow relates back to the pond and the broken archway. But a lot of times there's nothing there. It's just someone made a little set piece graphic and plumped it in there. And mm-hmm. then they put the little thumb, the little thumbtack in there so that like you might go and be like, oh, hey, that's where the the, the little thing is. I'm going to go look at that thumbtack. Oh, here's this cute little pond with a little broken archway. Um, you know, there's so much kind of just like, especially in Stormbringers. Stormbringers feels like this, the the, you know, the king of big maps with wasted empty space in them. Do you mean like Stormblood? Storm, not Stormblood. Um, Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers. I'm sorry. I like. I did not want to be like irritating. Be like, oh, no, they can't. This other they thing, can't, but like, like, I keep doing this because you can't do a, you can't do back to back SB expansions. You can't do that square. I mean, it's it's rude. That's for sure. Like it is. Um, um, it is. It is funny to. Um, it is funny to think about, I will say. Um, I don't know. Like, it is, it is like, I don't, yeah, no, you're right. Like, it is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm balancing two things here. The one is that I want to apologize for asking, oh, did you mean Stormblood? <laughs> no, because blood? the thing is, like, because, like, because the, it that truly is, the thing, is hard. Is, is yeah. Stormblood is, like, kind of, like, it does have this map problem to another degree, like, um, but like with that, I think it's like, um, you know, there's the one there's like the highway, the broken highway in the middle of uh, Ralgar's Reach, I think, or it's outside of Ralgar's Reach in. Yeah. In, in Stormblood. And there's like there's like the giant, like broken stone, elevated, like interstate. basically. It's cool. It's very it's Shin cool Tensei. Shit. And there's like nothing there. <laughs> it's just like okay but like this is the thing is this isn't a, this isn't the isekai world this is our world this is fucking e- eorzea we're talking about here someone knows the reason for that right right they're, they're, so it's not like it's a oh it's a mystery it's like no there's no mysteries in this world this world has been completely charted and mapped we have you know we have all sorts of networks of trade you know this is a conquered area so you know at least two groups of people have come through here and made an empire out of it like now we know what this come on let's let's we know what the big the big giant interstate is like let's talk like you know put something there give me some like you know text about it give me a quest put an npc at the base of one of the pillars for me to find and talk to kind of yeah something anything right like you know how like when you finish a quest and it'll be like the like you know like three of the other scions will be hanging around the and you know but they'll be the one they'll be like alpha nod will be the one with the big exclamation mark above his head but you can talk to all the other ones too yeah you can talk to the other ones and get flavor text and i like that flavor text actually i've always yeah, i always check I, that out i didn't see i always i'm so like the their their giant exclamation mark is just so always so fucking big that i'm just like oh Ooh. yeah talk to him <laughs> and then i'm like oh man i wanted to go talk to like and see what you know uh real had to say this time because i haven't seen real since like heaven's ward um and <laughs> like like real 
<laughs> I like that he shows back up and he's just kind of like in like this at the very end. And he's just like, oh, you know, we like to stay because we decided to stay. <laughs> I I like I like when the when the people and like the the flavor characters from other expansions show up and are just like, no, don't forget, I'm also from a land in Eorzea. Okay, yeah, dude, like, sure. No, it's 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 it really actually fun. rocks. Like, I don't know why I'm saying it. Like, I don't like it. I I eat it up. Well, it's like it was like it was really funny. Like in the very um the in the Cartno Flats uh fight sequence at the end of um. Uh, Shadowbringers, you know, in, in the in the end of the patch, um, and like for a split second, there's um, oh, what's his face, the the samurai boy from oh Hien, yeah, Hien is there, and just like it's just like you just see Hien like just for like a split second, kind of like looking up at the sky, and it's just like oh, that's my dude. Hey, it's Hien. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. Like, I guess like that was something that I was really impressed with in Shadowbringers is that like part of what is so fun about Final Fantasy 14 is seeing people like um, like real or um, I don't know, like the, the, the guy who has the big white handprint on his face, who has the echo, um, like just see, seeing them kind of exist in the world. Right. Like that was always really fun. Um and in in uh, in the first, you don't get that because you know no one lives in the first. It's just it's just your friends. Um, but they still made me care kind of about the characters. It's just that it was uneven. Like I ended up caring about. I, I think you're right about that. Like I ended up caring a lot about the um, the two uh, cat people from Yulemore. I thought they were they were they ended up having a nice arc. Um, the husband and wife yes <laughs> i like how much the wife loves her husband i think that's very funny um and and is proud of him even though he's kind of like not very good at anything i think that's sweet it does not remind me of my own relationship in any possible way <laughs> um i yeah i i like them and i like i don't know like there, there's there's just elements of of like i don't know a lot of things in 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 the game that I, that I really enjoyed, but at the same point, it's like, yeah, I guess like, I guess I liked Feyoul. I liked all those people and I didn't care so much about, um, anyone in, I care about anyone in the deep, like the, the, the saga hen, um, uh, fill in characters. It's like, nah, I don't, I don't, you know, they don't do anything for me. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's just kind of is what it is. I think, I don't know, like, it it's uneven, but it's cool that I was still able to sort of like give a shit about the people in the first. Yeah, no, I um I ended up really like um uh so the role quests, which I thought was interesting, and oh those I'm, were cool. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm I, I you know I am glad we just transitioned to role quests away from, from uh, why not <laughs> because I was like um you know the class quests were getting silly. Um, oh yeah. So they were getting sillier and sillier by the minute. So it was just like, okay, good. This is, this is good. And, um, someone pointed out that the, uh, the glad, like paladin became such a bad class to play that like they, <laughs> you, you, you immediately <laughs> just like, you took your, uh, you took your, uh, quest from the person who gave you the gladiator one at the beginning for your level 80 quest. It's like, uh-huh. oh, uh, we yeah. gotta stop this. It, it 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 was it was it was bad. But like the class quest for 
um white mage uh i didn't i i wasn't i wasn't wild about the one for tank like for the for tank it was okay but it wasn't like anything to write home yeah tank but, was fine dps was good i thought or i only played melee dps but i don't know about range oh uh, I, I haven't done melee dps yet but i did um i did the tank one and i did the the healer one and the healer one is great because mm. you get to hang out with Giot. Um, who is a reference to King Geot from Final Fantasy IV. Oh, nice. Um, because that's where, that's where we fight. I'm pretty sure that's where you get the, the dwarves finally appear with like their little glowing eyes and the beards and the helmets. I love, um, I love them. And I love that in the near raid, it's revealed that those are just like hats that they wear. They're just hats. Yep. Um, it's the oh, same thing. perfect characters. It's the same thing in, um, uh, the, the Geot, uh, class quest. Okay. Um, because one of the ways you defeat the the Sin Eater in that one is uh, Giot brings multiple helmets. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that way, because the, the, the healer can't right. heal through the helmet or something like that. So he just I, puts helmets on. I love on. it so much. Um, but it, she just, because it's uh, Giot, like it's like, it's just a, a, little, a little gal. Um, but she fucking rules. She's just like, you know, um, just loves to go rip shit with a hammer and drink and swear and like teaches you how to swear. And like, I think that like the class quest and also, um, there, you know, we can't get through this without talking about my favorite part in this whole expansion was the sequence with um uh Hithlodius. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um which <laughs> like I I really like I I tried like kind of poking at it and just being like, okay, so where where are we going with Thomas More here? Uh <laughs> uh it rocks is where we're yeah. going with it. <laughs> it's like, I guess it gets nowhere. Um, I saw on Twitter where you were like, what is this stupid city? And I was like, eh, deal come to love it. Uh, well, I mean, it's still a stupid city and I hated the way they, they I like, I hated the way they like, um, there's a big the, city under the water for anyone not listening. Yeah, the, there's, the, there is a yeah, big city the under Asians the water. Have a huge city under the water. Yeah. That is actually not actually there. I guess it's a projection of like the, the, the primary antagonists. Emmett Selk went like totally uh, beast mode and projected a whole city. Yeah. He, he, well, it's, 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 it's his Anne Orlando. Yes, you're right. You're right. Like, now that's Emmett's, actually a, a really good way of thinking. Emmett about Selk it, does under the water and Orlando. And there are um, there are kind of like ghosts of his friends and fellow citizens that wander uh, the city. And there's there's one particular ghost that meets you basically at the DMV. It's true. Uh, he meets you at the, the ghost at the at the like the art deco DMV from Ghost and Orlando from Underwater and Orlando. Absolutely will not hear and i don't think you're going to but i will i just for anyone who plans to i will not hear anything said against the music in this area perfect soundtrack cool art deco jazz very good stuff yeah no it's like it's it's really funny it's like um the the city uh that you go to that is that is like it's the former the former city of like this with the pre-calamity uh civilization of this of this uh, world 
um, had this big, beautiful art deco city. It's like Final Fantasy Art Deco City. Uh, and uh, it, it's real. It's real impressive. And even in its like spooky ghost form, it's 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 nighttime in Orlando mode. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, and I know all about nighttime in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had a very they were a very regimented and bureaucratic uh, city of like. <laughs> It's just a bunch of functionaries, basically. It's like, a bunch of functionary <laughs> philosophers. Like it's really funny. It's a great. It's a great bit, I think, because like I, I legitimately loved the city. I, I, I loved the city under the the sea because like, yes, it is a bit of a weird garden path to get there. Like you have to like befriend a, like a like a primal. It's it's a little strange, but like I liked that Emmett Selk is like. The whole the whole thing he does is be like, yeah, like, just try and remember us, please. Like, we 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 lived as well, and like, the way they lived was like, well, we're kind of like, really really persnickety about everything, and we have a bunch of forms you need to fill out at at all times, <laughs> and it's it's kind of amazing. Like, it's it's this it's this way that it totally does not it doesn't undercut his sincerity about missing his people and at all. But it, it also is like, yeah, we just, you know, we're absolutely mad for uh, for like filling out documentation and making sure that you uh, will abide by our rules uh, in order to debate people correctly. Um, it like it, it, it it's so depressing and weird, right? Like it's it's just, it's such a it's it's such a perfect version of what we've known the Asians to be throughout the whole game where like they're just the nerdiest worst people who live in space um and like when you find when you see what they what they used to live like you're like oh okay got it yeah right <laughs> of course space neo-libertarians of the de- neo-liberals of the debate club i like, hate them so much it's just like it's just really funny it's like that it, it and it, like it turns out that that's exactly what they are they're just right. like neo-libs from space who really care about debate cup you know protocol yeah, exactly. Uh, and like, and it's perfect. Like it's, it's it's absolutely it's like, yeah, these are the these are the dudes that are threatening your world. Like of course. Yeah, like it's, it, I I'm sorry it's not any anything cooler than that, but uh they might succeed in destroying it too. Like I don't know. <laughs> like they 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 summon two primals who hate each other because they're different. Um like literally just summoned a debate club version of like pro versus con. Yeah. Um <laughs> And like, like honestly, like the whole the whole argument. So like, I saw there's there you know like like any video game that sort of like has a character that's like we committed genocide, but for like super cool reasons, it turns out. Um, like any version of that, I, I think I think Final Fantasy fourteen is fine with it. Like any version of it, um, someone is like, you know what, he kind of makes sense, and it's like no, he doesn't. Like. He, <laughs> He doesn't make sense. Like he's he's you know the Emmett Selk the the Asian you sort of make friends with and then ends up being your enemy in uh at the end of of Shadowbringers. He doesn't make sense. But his whole point is like we lived. Like please don't forget that we lived. And it is such like a feckless kind of like you know we're supposed to just kind of like understand that we're lesser less than because like they lived and they were whole. And it's like that's kind of. That's that's really really uncompelling and um, yeah like very along the lines of like what you would get an argument from like someone like him. 
if you're listening to this and you haven't like followed, you know, you, you're not playing the game or plan to. What? Um, <laughs> at one point, the at one point there was just one world in the universe, and something happened that caused it. It was a big calamity, and it split it into multiple worlds. And the player character is from the world called the Source. There's too much damn zodiac. And That's we are transported to the world called the First. And um, Emmett Selk is currently trying to basically cram all the worlds back into one. Yeah, so which, that he can and he can and and you know this is going to kill everyone. Is the is yeah, the other part like anyone who's around? Yeah, yeah, anyone who's currently on those worlds gone. Right, and then he is going to bring back his people that are basically kind of were sacrificed slash consumed by to 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 bring about this giant space god named zodiac whose whose whole job originally was to prevent the calamity from happening and you know what like we've all been there (laughs) we've all tried to fix something and it doesn't work we absolutely stand zodiac um but yeah it, it the whole the whole premise of the the Asians, and I'm I'm glad that they're I'm glad that Final Fantasy fourteen and the Final Fantasy fourteen team kind of understands like okay, we got to wrap up this Asian thing um, because it it has taken it it has like kind of run its course like we have Joker Asian now is is the the Asian in uh in Endwalker the new one basically a guy who's like I hope I can destroy the whole world because it's funny to me um which is fine that's fun like we you need one but um. I think like the the thing about the Asians has always been like yeah they they just like they absolutely want to um you know they absolutely want to have a version of the world that was their world because they think that they like they earned it right like they they absolutely um are the you know uh, proper uh inheritors of the world um and should be should be understood as such and um What's funny about that is like, I think the in in the first game you sort of like you get or in ARR excuse me you get like a version of that where it's like oh yeah the Asians are like pulling the strings they're the they're the puppet masters, and then in Heaven's Word it's like they they sort of ignore them for the for the uh, dragons, and in Stormblood it's like yeah you know the it's it's actually like the Asians are trying to create chaos so they can you know, somehow gain enough power to, you know, get their society back. And then in Shadowbringers, it's like, and it turns out that society is just kind of like not very interesting. Um, and so it's like, it's this continual dis, uh, you know, disillusioning of the player as to the threat of the Asians. Like ultimately, yeah, they're super powerful. Like they're, they're, they're complete beings and you're not, but they're just like, they're just as banal and boring as you are. Like Emmett Selk's, I think the most effective moment in Emmett Selk is in the uh in the the fight with um I'm gonna forget his name, but the 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 Asian that you fight at the end of um the the X Pac in five three. Um I wish I could remember his name. Um and like Emmett Selk's shade comes in and you know it's him because he does. Oh his, the like, Elidibus little, fight. Yeah, yeah, the Elidibus fight and, and Emmett Selk's shade kind of does like his little hand wave. Like that's <laughs> that's the best Emmett Selk part, because that's like that's Emmett Selk just kind of like accepting who he is, like a bit player, right? Um, and so, like, I think in that way, the like the the kind of like muted, weird, like again Thomas More style uh, utopia, strange city is um, really really effective. 
Yeah, no, but um, like I, I think I think I, you know, I I really liked where we finally ended up with the Asians. I almost wish we got there sooner. Yeah, I like, do too. I do because, too. Because I don't like, think they. I don't think they knew. Yeah, I don't like. I think it took them a while to figure this one out, which you know that's fair because it's hard to go from. You know, they were they were just puppet masters pulling strings and it was just like, ha ha ha. We're the ones we're we're wearing masks and we're wearing, you know, you as masks and ha 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 ha. We're, you know, um, we're just evil. Ooh, we're evil and we live on the moon. Um, <laughs> like, and yeah, I mean, that that really is what they are in, in A Realm Reborn. Like even uh, even as much as like, you know, they they even have the thing where they're like, guess what? Like Urian J is talking to them. And then later on, it's like, yeah, don't don't, don't worry about it, though, because, like, it's fine. Like, he's just he's just chilling there, like getting some info. I love um, that was that was my favorite thing. Is it like, you know, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, we're going to get double crossed by Ariane J. And it's just like, no, dude, no, <laughs> you're, like, you're not. These are just like he's just hanging out, talking to the nerds at the water cooler right now. Like, it's fine. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I talked to these guys. Yeah, I really like. And you know what? Like. Again, so I think one one thing to say about this is like I I still would say and, and this is this is not an uncontroversial statement, but I, I wrote it down in a book, so I think it's probably I have to I have to live by it. Um I think Final Fantasy fourteen is my favorite Final Fantasy. Uh and and like I think that because it swings so often for I've said this a million times to you, I, I know in, in DMs, like it constantly swings for the fences. Like it swings for the fences in terms of like the thir- the various world shards are like oh yeah like coincidentally that's about as many final fantasies as there's been and like it's always interested in bringing like elements of the universe together and like going for stuff and changing the basic dynamic between player like players and npcs and stuff like that um and i think like a lot of times it's really interesting i also think unfortunately that means you have to hold it to a higher standard <laughs> like you can't be like eh, it didn't work but who cares it was fun like if it comes close, you have to be like, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, this one didn't work. And like, so like, it's not, it's totally understandable that like in fixing 1.0 for ARR, like they were just like, yeah, look, I, uh, the Asians are bad. Like they're just, they're, they're bad guys. Like we needed someone other than Bahamut, um, other than the moon to be the bad guy. So let's have it be someone who lives on the moon. Um, and then they just kind of figured it out as they went along. I get that. I do think it was a shame that it had to take this long. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've never disliked, like, like, honestly, like, you know, what I dislike about the story for, you know, Stormblood is it's, you know, ultimately is it is it isn't it isn't in like the like, okay, we're going to go. We're fighting, you know, an empire on two fronts in two different, you know, like geographically different places. And, um, you know, it's, it's two different versions of what, uh, re- rebellion looks like. Right? right. Okay, cool. That's a really cool starting point. Ultimately it goes into some really gross, weird places that I don't think it understands it's going to. Right. No, I think that's, I think you're right. Like, and, and I, and again, not an excuse, but like, yeah, it's just not saying like you didn't get it. Like you, <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's you know, we there is the potential to have a discussion about like okay, yeah. Um how uh, lease, you know, lease right. was away. 
Lise did not live in the occupation. She ran away and her sister died in the process. And like she took her identity and it was just kind of like, well, now I'm going to go live in Eorzea and, and have a romp and good time. Put on some temporary tattoos. And, and now I'm going to come back and tell everyone how they need to be, you know, a revolutionary. Like, OK, right. that there's a great story. Like that, that is the, that is the beginning of a really good story about, you know, what it means to live in an occupation versus what it means to be diaspora versus like, and like come back for the revolution. Yeah. Um, you know, final fantasy is never going to be capable of that story. That's right. Yeah. I know. And, and it's true. Cause like it is, it is, it's, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge franchise. Like there's like, there are things final fantasy is going to be able to do, but it is, that is a, that's a story that has to be told with like, extremely careful tools this is just a mallet like final fantasy is a mallet and like yeah no that's a really really good point and like then that's why like you know like the the parts of stormbringers that work for me like the scene with you know um Ithlodius just kind of like just chilling and rapping with you at the DMV checkout line. Like <laughs> it's such a great moment because it does communicate that final fantasy 14 doesn't have to be a mallet. Yeah. Yeah. It can, it can tell stories with precision and care and delicacy. And then like, you know, and like, you know, it doesn't take a lot to like, you know, like gaboos, like, you know, not Gabu. Oh. When Gabu first shows up and he's in like, you know, and sets everything off with like the, you know, oh, he's the poor traumatized little, you know, kobold who can't speak and like he's just kind of like, you know, catatonic. And it's like, oh, we could go somewhere with this. And then like the cure is a flying peg. It's the cutest cure. I fucking hate the Porksies. <laughs> I hate the Porksies. And I hate that, like, we have, like, we took something that was, like, actually, like, kind of, like, one of, like, the few moments of poignancy that this game could have had and just imbued it in a, you know, flying peg. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it's funny because, like, I think there's some ways in which the game doesn't quite understand what works about the moments that work. Because like yeah. the Porksy, the Porksy has very similar energy to, um, uh, uh, I was gonna say Madoka. That's not what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, Mado or Master uh, Matoya, Master Matoya. Yeah. Like uh, and and her moments with um with Ishtola, where she's just like she she sort of vaguely reveals like I care a lot about you, and it's like in this like weird matronly way that like she can't possibly deign to say like i think you're like i'm really proud of you but like sort of does it in a different way like those are nice i think those are really nice moments um i also think like it's very clear that they were like oh the porksy is cute but it's also poignant just like just like master matoya and the brooms and stuff and it's like no it doesn't work that way like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work that way like, yeah <laughs> it, it i think like i think honestly you're right in saying there are just moments in this that just like absolutely work i would say the moment that sold me completely what or that I was sold on completely, excuse me, is um I was really sold on uh the in, in the Eden uh battles, the relationship between um uh Reen and um 
oh, she's like my favorite character. Now I'm forgetting her name. Uh, her girlfriend, basically. <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah. Uh, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. I mean, it's, like, it's that. Yes, it's, it's 100% that. And like, but it's great. Like, I... I absolutely – I ended up like looking forward to the, the – when the patches would drop and I'd be able to play more of them. And I'd like – I'd be gut-wrenched. I'd be like, are we going to get a good ending for these two? Like just like, you know, ridiculous. Like I would never – I never engage with anything on that level. But like with the with those two, I was like, oh, no. Like I hope they're friends still. And like I – that just worked because they were just like – they literally were like, okay, yes – of course, like they're they're women from like two different areas, and like yeah, okay, that's that's a little cliche, fine, but like they really just play it like they're just becoming friends, and there's like you know uh, whether or not you want to imagine as I read into it that there's sort of like a romantic feeling as well. It doesn't really matter one way or the other. Oh no, they're gay, and anyone who says they're not, they're always wrong. Okay, like, thank you. Yeah, no, I just I they're, didn't they're, they're girlfriends. Sorry. I mean, I, I, they're absolutely girlfriends. <laughs> um, uh, they're, they, they love each other and uh, go out like, a lot. Do you like bread? I, like <laughs> I bread. hate bread. This bread's pretty oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that is it is it is very well written. Like and it's and it's and it. it the other thing about those is they don't have time for bad pacing. Right. Right. You no, know? you're absolutely right. There's no, there's no, you, you, you go to Eden and you watch the cutscenes, <laughs> and then you do the fight <laughs> and then you watch the cutscene, and then you come back when you need to do, when it's time to do the next cutscene fight. Yeah, exactly. And if there's anything that disappoints you, it's like, well, either that's going to get resolved or like, this is going to be like a bad eight man raid. And that happens. Oh, Gaia. Gaia is her name. Uh, yeah, Gaia. Love Gaia. Um, but yeah, no, it's like I really liked those because they, they took everything they learned from the other eight man raids, which is like, OK, look, you you don't want to have it draw, drawn out um, because uh, then you get then you get um, Omega, which is fun and then quickly not fun and then kind of fun at the end. Um you don't want the boring triad because that's boring. You don't want uh, – you do want Alexander, but you might want a little more story. And they just kind of like married it all in the right way and tied it to like this really sweet story. Um, the, a story that kind of comes out of nowhere because it like it starts off with like um, you know, you're called to the empty and it's like, oh, be sure to come here. Like we have to – you know, meet meet me, Ariane J, uh, like Reen and and uh, Thankred, and we uh, we'll 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 talk about how to like restore this place. And you're like, oh, it's going to be like a you know, how does Thankred say goodbye to Reen? Because Reen uh, is sort of like, I mean, for to not explain all that, the sort of like a version of like someone he cared about um, at one point or another. Um, and she tries to get out from under it, and you're like, okay, that's what they're going to do with this. And then they're like, no, 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 that's absolutely not the story we were going to tell. Uh, it, it's totally different. It's it's a lot more interesting. Um, but it also wraps up that story. Like, yeah. it's the great thing is it's, it is, you know, like we, we get Thancred's resolution with Rian and like, then we get a whole different story uh, coming, arising out of that, like organically, you know, it's like, who's going to take care of her when Thancred's gone? Well, turns out she not only learns how to like care for herself but she also learns how to care for another person yeah yeah no that's that's right and demonstrates it like it's it's really it's really well done it's one of those moments and like you know and 
I'd say 75% of those fights are good. It's true. There are a couple that are that are kind of meh. Yeah. Um, I played the last one probably 20 times because I became obsessed with that storyline and had to get the wind-up Gaia. Um, and I did. I, I got that wind-up Gaia, but I played a lot to get there. Um, it took me quite a while. It's really funny going, having just wrapped up all all of this like this week is that like I keep doing it with parties who know all the mechanics and everything like that and also have gotten all the stuff. Oh, uh, that, that was what so I, I was just like walk early in on. And just like instantly just like, you know, I'm rolling for all the things and everyone just passes on them because they already have one copy. <laughs> yeah, though yeah, that was what I was like in so many ways where I was like, oh, like in, in previous ones, I was like, I can get anything because no one's playing these anymore. And then when I got here, I was like, "Oh no, I want I want wind up Gaia so bad. Like I have to, I have to run this twelve. I think I was like playing it at three a.m. one day, and I was like, I gotta stop. This is getting bad. Um, but like that's, I mean, that's the power of like a, a well done story, right? Like yeah. it's the power of like, and I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of taken by the way that you pointed it out, which is to say, like they didn't have time to kind of, um, you know, uh." bring in the parts of the story that didn't need to be brought in, which is like very true. Um, I find like some of the best stuff in, in final fantasy 14 are the small quests or the like side ish quests. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the role quests for sure. Um, but also like, I mean, little things like, like, um, I don't know, like even, even like the raids or whatever, like where they where it's just like, Hey, like, this is quick and then it's not going to it's not going to come up again and those just like land so much better because they're in some ways i mean sometimes the main the main storyline is like far better but like a lot of times it's just like those hit better because they they just like i don't know how to say it like they're they they are um they're compact in a way and and they don't try to do too much yeah the one thing that like um was really frustrating kind of to go to to and to bookmark it, like, or to bookend it, is like, please. I I think with the Eden storyline, um, they knew they had the raid. You know, like they they they're like, okay, we just have to get the players to the raid, and we can kind of do what we want within that space. It's it's running the bases. You know, you can you can run the bases with your head down. And just be like really like austere about it. Or you can run the bases like you're like in the middle of a fucking catechism. Right. Yeah. But like you just have to run the bases. Yeah. Because if you miss one, your home run doesn't count. Right. But like, you know, if you got that home run. You can run the bases however you want. And so they were kind of like, okay, we've got the bases are there. It's just the fights. Let's just let's 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 go and do it. And it's like crank out the story we want to actually tell here. Yeah. But then you get to like the patches and there's like this moment in the like one of the one of the final patches where you're like, okay, there's this new Bahamut and we have to go find out about the new Bahamut. Yeah, he's proto. He's lunar Bahamut. Lunar, lunar Bahamut. Watch out. Dragon. Okay, we got to go find out what the fucking deal is. Well, let's go talk to Tiamat, who is locked up in this one zone by like, you know, the 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 Alligans. Yeah. So. You go to do that, and then it becomes a oh well. Now you got to fly over to the main thing, and you got to hit this button. You got to find a button to hit, and you got to hit the button. You got to talk to the little computer, and then you got to do, and then you got to come back. And Tiamat's gonna be like, 
Tiamat in this moment will have like this revelation about what is going on with her and what she's been up to all this time and how she has like this immense guilt for putting her people, you know, her literal brood through this crisis, her children. Right. right. And like, and then and, like wrestling with her guilt. And then it's, okay, well, we got to go do all this other stuff. There's a few more <laughs> steps on this quest chain before we yes. come back and liberate Tiamat. No, Tiamat has a revelation. Boom. Lock the things off. Yeah. Have her spring to life. This it, is, this, it's, it's basic. Like, no, you're totally but, right. And but I they think, were, but they didn't know that they had that. They were like, oh no, we have, it's an expansion. We need to make sure there's like at least 10 quests in this expansion, you know, in this patch. People Otherwise, might get people mad. Would, yeah. Like, yeah, people might get mad that there's not enough to, n- enough buttons to press in this patch. And I think part of the problem is, is that's true <laughs> oh yeah wrong their fans are nuts i and mean that, like and the that, fact yeah that is one of the that is the cr- most crucial thing that holds back final fantasy 14 from being well from not getting my criticisms <laughs> is that there are so many fans out there who don't understand that just pressing buttons and 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 warping from spot to spot and from like going from like 15 different npcs and picking up like something from one character and giving it to another character is not actually gameplay yeah no it's true and i think like you know one of the things that that really works super well in the post game of Shadowbringers is that everything in the first is um is going to be gone right like everything in the it's like okay you're not going to you're not going to like have a party with Reen again you're not going to like you're not you could go back and check on them like you can go back to the first you don't you know you can always check in but they're they're stuck in amber pretty much they're not going to get updates um and if they do it'll be like you know whatever kind of like fun or kind of um you know kind of like a fun little trivia but like um i think that's what made that that uh raid so fun i think it's also what made kind of like the grahatia storyline as like kind of goofy as it was like fun and enjoyable is like oh like the exarch is definitely dead because now he's in this world like it's it it wrote an ending basically which it can't do in eorzea because people are like well uh how are we gonna have an ending if i still have to beat the uh if i still have to beat like the ruby weapon like seven characters need to be here for that it's like oh god like it's kill off or resolve some of your characters like just do it it's okay and that that is the problem like with that that is that is the mmo crisis you know yeah. there is part there yeah. is part of me that really does want um and walker to detonate Eorzea again. Like, let's just blow it up. Hmm. Like, <laughs> see what happens. I would you love know? to see how, how that was taken. Um, I think it would be taken poorly, but I would be, it would be it's, such a brave choice. Like, I want, I want Yoshida to blow up the world and go snowboarding. It's really what I want. Yeah, um, I liked, I liked, I and liked not because I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I have this like deep seated hatred for ARR and I still think that 1.0 is a better game. Um, because ultimately I really don't like <laughs> there, there was a lot about 1.0 that I really liked and I really upsets me when I hear people shit talking 1.0 who never really played it. Yeah, I would never say that I thought 1.0 was bad. I I know it was not a success, 
but that does not mean it's bad. Yeah. It means that I I didn't play it and it was not like commercially viable, and that's fine. Like it's still an interesting story, even if it's this wasn't commercially viable and they made a a new version and it worked. Like that's a that's an interesting story. You don't have to say like this game sucked. It was so bad. Like you don't know. No one knows. Like, no. And like <laughs> who I think that you know, game? people people like to make a lot of like you know they like you know they they, they like to show the the map. Uh, you know, the the weird crisscrossy maze map from 1.0. And then, like, it's like, and then they compare it to the map from, like, you know, A Realm Reborn. And it's like, yeah, let me tell you about how many of those are invisible walls are just not depicted on the map, y'all. Oh, yeah. No, I like, mean, a, a Realm Reborn is fine. It's interesting in its own way. And, like, there are parts I enjoy. But for the most part, the cities are miserable to navigate. like the landscape was horrible until you could fly going to the rising stones again and again was like torture (laughs) i like honestly i mean the rising sands excuse me having to ride through that little that that tunnel with the the fucking nautiluses hated it hated it had no patience for it i like i remember like there would be points when midphilia would be like oh you got to go back to the rising sands it'd be like i I'm going to scream like I like I honestly might just be done with this game. But this like it is it's miserable. Like that's the thing is like, you know, it's actually, you know, that's the other relief. The the other thing that like does kind of bug me is I hate the flying, but you also need the flying. Oh, 100 percent. You absolutely Um, do. If you didn't have flying like the added flying in AR makes that so much more like it's such a (laughs) it is such a uh, 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 what's what's the word it. It makes life so much better. Uh, it's it's a QOL. It's a quality of life uh, improvement yeah. so much. Um, but yeah, but I, I also I also hate everyone flying around Mordona. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I hate I hate the traffic jam above the one exit from Mordona heading mm-hmm. eastward, and I'm just like, it didn't used to be like this. It used to be so different. Yeah, it, it. We used to just walk through the gate. Jesus. We used to build things in Eorzea. Um No, I. I, Look, I think we did. Okay, they were called Hamlet Defense. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I, you know, I, I, one of the things that I I've, I'm realizing in this conversation, and and it's it's been a very beneficial conversation, as all of our conversations about Final Fantasy fourteen are, um, is that I think the thing I really love about this game is when it provides a a closed story when it provides something that it, it's willing to sort of like say okay this is the end of the story um it doesn't do that a lot and i get it like it's hard to do that it's like it's hard mm-hmm. to do that in an mmo you're absolutely right that's the mmo crisis um on the other hand it's like that's why i love um eureka like that's why i love um you know the eden quest it's like these are moments that they're just like, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to give you just a little bit. Um, it'll be fun while it lasts and then it's over. And like you can you could obsess over it. You can play it as much as you want. You can get really into it. Um, and like ultimately, uh, that's what you're going to have to do if you really like it. And so like that's like, you know, that's the 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 what is it? The House of the Dead or the the Tower of the Dead, um, which I've never really played much of. But like all the grindy stuff, all the weird like you know, sub stuff. It's neat. Cause it's like, it is so specific. Um, yeah. yeah. 
No, and like that's that is the thing is that like those those are things that are contained and can be, you know, uh, you know, like is at the end of uh, at the end of of, of you know this uh, particular uh, expansion, we get the kind of like you know the the unification of the Aorzian alliance with the various beast tribes. Um, we're still going to be yeah. fighting those beast men. Yeah, we have like, to. Yeah, we will. We will never. We will never not have to kill kobolds. We will never have to not kill Elmoja. Like, of course. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, there are quests. They exist. Like, <laughs> um, which just makes like you know kind of everything just feel like you know when it when we when you do try and have these massive single player stories and like final fantasy 14 is very much trying to create a 300 plus hour final fantasy single player game um yeah and that doesn't the the melodrama doesn't work when there aren't act breaks that are meaningful and change no, you're right. the state of things. Yeah, because and nothing we... nothing changes because you can go back to um, Ilmeg, not Ilmeg. Uh, you can go back to um, uh, what is it called? Like little little uh, little Alamigo. Yeah, little Alamigo, <laughs> and like all the Amalja there will be like, hello, out, look, hello, like two 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 foot walker. Like, I, I are you are you willing to die? And it's like we just just totally stopped this like if is dead like we we fixed it like the only things that really do change is like okay you know when we have like the, the the change up of like the refugee npcs outside of you know um uh olda or the the fact that you know um uh, not ralker's reach um uh, Revenant's Toll will yeah. always be as built up as it is now. You know, Revenant's Toll didn't used to have a second floor to things, it right? Was, it's well, it's the same thing in uh, in in the Dome and Enclave. Like when you build that up, it it, it gets built up, and that's like yeah. that's neat. Like that's a cool thing to watch. But like you sure. still have you still have to build up the Dome and Enclave. But when now, if someone starts the game right now and plays through a Realm Reborn, they won't have to sit through progressive patches of Mordona being built up. Oh, interesting. It's already built up. For them, it's not phase, from what I remember. Um, no, I think I think that's right. I think like as as someone who picked yeah, the game like, up kind of late, yeah, they they just they just it, it, you know, but it used to be basically like a fucking like an earthwork <laughs> with some tents <laughs> that like, rules. There's, there's nothing going on there, and then like it started to get built up, and then you got that whole stairwell and that whole like cafe table, like terrace dining and shit. Like it got gentrified. It did. And like, but it's weird because like that was a big state change. And also it's a state change that's never going to get walked back. Um, but no, then there's not. a lot of other things that are actually really crucially important that probably should be like changed. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, the, the, the beast tribes are like a perfect example. Like you can't ever, there's never going to be peace in our land with the beast tribes, right? Like. <laughs> It can't happen because there are quests that require them to fight you. It, it, it's the the game is really trying to to be two things, and I think like 
it's trying to be a great RPG and a great MMORPG. And I think like it can't be a great version of both at all times. It can be a great version of both at some times, but very rarely at the same time. And I think like ultimately, you know, if you're if you're thinking about the game as a good MMO, it needs to have less plot. And if you're thinking about it as a good RPG, it needs to have better stakes. Um which again might be why Shadowbringers feels so good. Cause like since it is a closed little area, you can have meaningful things happen. Like the sky changes, right? Like, you know, it oh now now we're doing like now we're doing a thing where all of a sudden it's not bright all the time because the Sin Eaters like, you know, ate the sun essentially. So now we don't have weather. Um, it's like, no, no, we're, we're actually going to get weather. Uh, it's going to be rainy and stuff now. And there's going to be nighttime. Um, like not something you could do if people still have to do quests there every single minute, but like something you could totally do once you're done. Um, so, I mean, that might be that might be why Inisakai feels so good in this game because it can make it it can allow you to do both. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Okay, Dia. Lightning round. Okay. <laughs> you sound Let's thrilled. do it. Let's do it. Okay, first off, was this a good episode? <laughs> Just kidding. I, I'll ask you that afterwards. You'll have to solve my ego afterwards. Um, no, uh, first question. Um, favorite part of um, favorite part of uh, Shadowbringers. Um, my favorite part of Shadowbringers is when Hethlodius shows back up and he's like, you remembered me. That was so nice. <laughs> I loved that. Like, on, honestly, extremely touching. Yeah, no, like that was like, I was like, you know, it's, it's like when you see the guy that you had the conversation with at the DMV again and you're just like, oh, hey. Yeah, we 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 showed each other pictures of our pets on our phone. It's the it's just the MMO version of the end of Justified. <laughs> we, we we dug coal together. It just becomes like we waited <laughs> in the in the you know re, facts and reason uh, <laughs> motor vehicle line together. Um. Okay, least favorite part. The split second where I was really genuinely concerned that they were going to have the one uh, Zada, I think is it Zada or oh Zadu? yeah 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 shoot uh, Merlewib's musket at Merlewib and have Gabu jump in and take the bullet. Oh, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. But I was like really like they because they have the you hear the gunshot and then it fades to black. And then in that, like, and it, it, it lasts for a beat that's just a little bit too long. And I'm just like, oh, man, they're going to have, because they just had Gabu mm-hmm. pleading, and they're going to have Gabu jump up and take the bullet. And then Gabu's going to be like, oh, this, you got to you gotta trust him. Trust him for me. Gabu's dying now. Bye. <laughs> that um, would be, that'd be so insulting and so emotionally awful. Like. <laughs> But, like, like, but the thing is, like, there are enough games and there are enough Final Fantasy games that would have done that. And there are times when this game does oh, that. In, like, for sure. With other but characters. You were not uh, wrong to think that they would use Gabu this way. Yeah, I totally was totally convinced for like 35 seconds. Um, and that's that was, a, it was awful. It's an extremely good answer. Um, OK, I'll give you my favorite and least. Yeah, favorite I want to know. Uh, my favorite is 
it's super cheesy, but um, I think my favorite moment is uh, is when um, when Emmett Selk's shade does the does the little thing in uh, in, in the battle with Oblitibus. <laughs> I liked that a lot. I, I know that was that was actually pretty good. That um, was tight. Yeah, I, I thought I like I, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm not, you know, like I, I, I you know, I think it's cool how how Emmett Selk was as a character. I thought like by the end, I was like, oh, he's like a little too evil. Like, I don't I don't, I don't understand what we're doing here. Um, and then by the end of the whole thing, I was like, I'm 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 on board. I love I love that last fight. But then when he shows up again with a little bit, I was like, all's forgiven. Um my favorite character, um, I want to add this because my least favorite storyline in all of Final Fantasy XIV for a long time was the Heroes of Darkness. I thought that was really stupid and I hated it. Um, and I liked how um, Ardbert is is used in this game and I, I really enjoyed him as a character. And it was nice to see that kind of done well. I was surprised at how well, how much, I, how positively I responded to Artbert. Um, for one, I thought I'd his name is him. fucking Artbert. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I was like, "This is garbage. Like, why are you bringing this guy back? I'm so pissed." And then it was like, "Oh, actually, no. I, I like Artbert a lot." <laughs> my least favorite part. Hmm, my least favorite part. I would say, I would say Lunar Bahamut, and that's that's like I'll come up with some of the main story too. But Lunar Bahamut was irritating because it was such a big like, ooh, Lunar Bahamut's coming, and then the wasn't like what the battle's just like a, it's a it's a duty right, like it's not even like a proper battle. Yeah. Okay. This this is something that we actually I, I need to jump in real fast and Please. just like shit talk. Um, I hate the fucking duties. Oh, they're bad. They're the worst thing in the world. I don't know um, why they keep doing them. Everyone hates them. It, it it's it's not like I I never want to play as not me in a fucking MMO. Why would you? How, why that it's literally against the concept. I'll just the go play like. I'll just go play an action uh, game, like a character action game, if I want well, to play someone like, else. Shit, half the character action in these games these days are make your own avatars. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You it's know. weird. It's strange. Like I, I look, I, I think it's cool to be able to be like, oh, like here's what a red mage does, or like here's what a white mage does, or like okay, like you ever draw, think about playing Gunbreaker? Like there are better ways to do that than putting duties in. Duty um, suck. Yeah, especially because like I'm gonna fail them, <laughs> and then a I'm bunch. gonna have to like you know they're hard. Th- thank <laughs> God, some of them at least have like the start from the middle. Yeah, um, and then because, if you get like, really pissed, they're like, "Do you want to make this extremely easy?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, like, and that's the thing is, I, 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 I would, I would get into the duty, and then I would intentionally fa- fail. Um, so that I could get it done. Like I could, like, you know, cause I was like, I was like, okay, I can take all my gear off, walk into this duty, get killed. And then I can start it back over on easy mode. I mean, there's and no reason not to. Yeah, like, exactly. Just without fail. I would just be like, I'm not, I'm not doing this 
where everyone has their full health. And like, I hate that they're really bad at communicating what you're supposed to do in the battles. Well, and um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, man, this is something we can like unequivocally hate on. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so nice. Uh, there's like, there's not, there's so, there's too many mechanics in the duty battles that are just like, oh, whoops, did you not get behind that rock? Like at exactly the right place. You're dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing. And they're always like permanent you know, instant fails. Um, yeah. Like, it, like, it's never just like, oh, okay, you took a bunch of damage. Like, no, it is. It is. You didn't, you know, you didn't see the dialogue prompt in your message bar, you know, like yeah, in, someone in says, the, yeah, he ends it in window. a little like, yeah, in a, in a text box above his head, like be sure to watch out for his like samurai cut and you didn't watch out for it. So you're dead. Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it sucks and it's just miserable. And, and like, I don't know. Here's the thing I liked in wow when I could do quests with my friends. Like yeah. we all get the, we all pick up the same quest and it's like, go kill 25 of X. And like, you know, we all go out into the like, you know, and we just, we just, we form a party. Could you form parties in in multiplayer in MMOs? I'm confused. That can't possibly parties. be right. <laughs> and going and like you know going on adventures together, um, and like you can't do that with big quests. And it's just like it's but like you know well yeah like, duty and duties are so rough because if you're playing the game with someone else, you have to quit your party to do them. Yeah, it's it's like oh okay great like I guess I have to just stop playing the game with you for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think like having Lunar Bahamut like be like, okay, this new Asian can bring like forms of primals like out of nowhere. Like, whoa, cool. It's like, and this one is the biggest one of all. And you'll fight it for 15 minutes in an irritating battle and kill it yourself. Like, yeah. Oh, great. Cool. And then it turns out like you just, you know, he's just going to keep like pulling them out, like hundreds of them out. And like the grand companies can take care of it. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Like you go figure out how to deal with the towers because the grand company's got these like primals. It's like, what, (laughs) what (laughs) the grand company? Why did, why did we deal with this? Yeah. Like they just, they just needed to see if you could do one and they're like, Oh cool. Now that we can't, now that we can't be tempted. Now that you've demonstrated it for us, we got this. Thanks. Yeah. They needed to know the mechanics. Um, it's like, we need to chill out. We, we need, we need to fucking reduce the mechanics because I cannot remember all these fucking boss fights. It's a lot. Listen, it's it's a lot. Uh, and also, I shouldn't have to go into a fight having I shouldn't have to watch a YouTube video to go into a fight. Like, no, I should be able to walk in and figure it out in the during the fight. Um, it is um, it is weird. Right? Or you like, let me have add ons and then I get the like the World of Warcraft, like, you know, the the one uh, the boss and mechanic shouter outer. Uh that it was would flash on the screen. Oh, like, that's nice. You know, everyone stack. You know, I always right. I like when someone does that in chat, but you can't you can't count on that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, like the 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 issue is like the balance between again it's the balance between an MMO and a single player game. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, my my actual my least favorite part in the actual like. MSQ like before the patches is I think it's the I think it's probably the cave with Emmett Selk I thought that was a little like overwrought in like not very helpful ways um 
And there's stuff in there that like Uh there's stuff in there that's that was like interesting that I thought I wouldn't like like the like the temple in the Rectica Great Woods and stuff like that. Um I don't know. Like there was cool elements to that and I I I ended up liking it just fine. But I I don't know, the cave, you know, whatever didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty fair. Like, you know, um like I didn't care for the entire like Valthry shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Valthry was like Valthry, you know what Valthry felt like? It felt like someone in the Final Fantasy offices were like, "Let's do a Trump thing." Um <laughs> And I know that can't possibly be it, but it sure felt like it. Like, <laughs> felt like someone was like, let's do a Trump and say that we don't like Trump. And this guy's going to be real gross. And, uh, you know, he's going to feed people meal. There was a lot going on in Yulemore that was interesting. And I didn't think Valthry was all that interesting. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. Um, no, Yulemore was weird, but um, I'm glad it. We ultimately didn't do a Soylent Green because um, that's yeah. what I was pretty convinced we were doing for a minute. It was there. Soylent. Ain't, it was Soylent Sin Eater. Yeah. Soylent Sin Eater is not people. It's fine. It's it's just it's good. Which was like weird enough. That was like wait. It's like wait. You went that direction instead of <laughs> okay. Sure. Fine. I'm happier they went that direction. Uh, Soylent Green is too like extreme for Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't think it would yeah. work. No, it wouldn't. It's have. like it's too much. That we did, we did totally murder the jonglers. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. I was really surprised we straight up murdered them. I was like, damn. Okay. Well, they were evil. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, That's, I I do yeah. like the like you know we show up and it's like by the way yes you were under Vothry's spell when you tried to kill all of us however everything before that was you guys just sucking. <laughs> I, I oh, oh, here's something I really liked, and I, I should not have liked at all because it was a lot of busy work. But the, the elements of it were so spectacular that I couldn't say no. The, uh, the automaton. I love the automaton. I love the big guy who helped me, like, you know, get me up the mountain. I loved him. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was that was good. Um, I thought I'm still weird about like the inclusion of final fantasy one in this in such a weird way it's odd right like whether or not that's Ardbert being final fantasy one which you could read or whether it's Elidibus being final fantasy one which you could also read like well because there's all the little pieces like you know there's the 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 goblins on the the shoreline where you could fight them and they look exactly like you know the the original Yoshitakamano art for the goblins that you would fight in Final Fantasy One. And it's just like, oh wow, you know, we we finally achieved the, you know, we can actually turn uh Amino's art into character models in game. Right. Um, you know, when Elidibus becomes the warrior of light and it becomes the fucking watercolor painting of the warrior of light. Yeah. There's something cool about that, and then there's something like, are you just doing a family guy at me? Yeah. Like, is this, is this what I'm seeing here? Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I get it. Like, you know, we have turned... Final Fantasy XIV um, really is the, you know, it is the Disney world of Final Fantasy at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, more no, it's so, true. More so than World of Final, the, the, the fucking World of Final Fantasy game. Um, I but, think what's like ultimately interesting about that, right, is that you could, there's two ways of reading it. And I think like both are equally compelling to me because like one seems more likely and one seems more interesting. The likely way is, the likely one is, yeah, look, like that's what it is. It's just like, let's make our money, everyone. Like, let's like, people love to see the warrior of light. Uh, people love to think about their favorite final fantasies. So let's make that happen. Um, on the other hand, I think you can also say like, yeah, like what's cool about this is it's a way of explaining how we think about myth and how we think about like what comes before and how it impacts us and how we try to emulate it. And and the emulations are a little bit off. I want to believe that's it. I want to believe that's what's going on with a little bit because it's more interesting. I just kind of don't. Yeah. And like, that's, and that's, that's my problem is like, I want it to be more, I want it to be the more interesting read. And I, there's not enough there to like, let me like believe that. Like even like I think even like even Valtteri's like weird his whole weird like giant fat adult baby thing that's just like this gross fat phobic you know whatever the fuck that whole thing is but when he becomes the beautiful angel of yeah. like isn't it judgment doesn't doesn't yeah doesn't he's called judgment yeah judgment like which is really like there is a lot of interesting readings we can do with that yeah absolutely like okay you became the you became neoclassical lucifer and you and your name is judgment now you are the embodiment of judgment and you look like a neoclassical painting of lucifer that is a whole lot considering you were this fat cannibal quasi cannibalistic gluttonous blob baby a minute ago yeah. Um, and now you're like, you know, screaming about your dad and how you were promised things like. There's a lot there that we could do a reading of, but I don't know that you have done this in like good faith enough for me to actually do the work of that reading and have it mean me be meaningful. It's, like, yeah. Final Fantasy 14 is really that just like, gross. Yeah, it's 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 odd because like Final Fantasy 14 ultimately is that. That like very. um tricky uh it's that very tricky thing where you're you're kind of saying yeah um i don't know if i'm seeing this because i want to see it or i'm seeing it because it's there um and that happens in all video games i mean for sure right like that's just a thing that happens in video games you're just like i don't know if yeah i don't know man are you are are you being real with me right now is this really what's going on here or is this just like video game stuff but like Final Fantasy fourteen again, because it swings so often and so heavily, you want to be like, did you just do like a really interesting reading of like continuity, or did you just do like a really interesting reading of like, just like flip around our understanding of what we're supposed to see as beautiful here? And it's like I don't, I don't know. I want it to be that, um, but as you say, like I don't, know, I don't know if there's been enough previous to like make me believe that it's that. Um, I mean, from a certain perspective, then we can just say like the readings there. So that's interesting enough, but, um, I don't know. It's, I think Shadowbringers. I'll, I'll put it on the table. I think Shadowbringers is a successful expansion. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, 
I mean, we know Shadowbringers is a successful expansion because everyone says this is where Final Fantasy fourteen finally we move the goalpost again. As long as we keep moving the goalposts, the expansions are successful. Like that's and that's the interesting thing about it is that like, okay, well, you know, we before, you know, before with 1.0, it was like, no, 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 Realm Reborn. That, that's where Final Fantasy got good. Uh, and then at Heaven's Word, oh, Heaven's Word, they learned how to write about the game. You know, uh, they, they, they really learned how to write, write Final Fantasy 14. Okay. Well, and then, then, no, then, then Stormbringer came out. No, Stormbringer is where they learned how to write. And then Shadowbringer, no, no, Shad, they didn't know how to write in Storm, in Storm, in Stormblood. Shadowbringers, this is where they learned how to write. And it's like, at some point, when you've heard that from enough of the same people, yeah. every expansion it becomes it's, like, well, what what exactly is going on here? Yeah, what, what are we doing metric? here? It's interesting because, like, I, I honestly, I see it as A Realm Reborn was a, a particular labor attempt. Like, you know, they were trying to do something. And they they did it right, like. Well, a realm reborn had to reborn the fucking realm, and yeah. Like, so it's like it's 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 whole it's a whole thing, and it's different and it's weird and like not always successful and fine. And then I think the expansion packs are all kind of like doing similar things at the same level, and some are better than others. And like I I've always kind of thought that like I I probably like Shadowbringers the best, but I don't think that's because like I think like oh they didn't know how to write in Heaven's Word like. No, they did. It's just as much as they do now. It's same same basic stuff. No no real difference. Yeah. Like a Realm Reborn worked for me because I played 1.0 and I knew like, you know, what was going on there. So like I was just kind of like, okay, so you're reacquainting me and then you're gonna wrap that up for me. Okay, cool. And then, you know, and like it was boring, but 1.0 story was pretty boring. Yeah. Um, even when Yoshida came back on and like stewarded it towards the end, it was still boring because eh, it wasn't really putting a lot of stock into that. You know, it was it was it was still basically an old school MMO of like, we're going to go hang out with our friends in the middle of a forest and kill things together. Right. Sometimes we'll kill something big um, and then we'll do crafting and we'll put on little fashion shows. Um, hmm. You're describing a good game right now. But then, like, Heaven's Ward, I thought Heaven's Ward was a very successful story. I think it's yeah. told pretty well. Like, I think it's, I, I, it is at least as good a story as Shadowbringers. I think it is up to taste at that yeah. point. But I think, I think it's a lovely story. I think it's I mean, more contained than Shadowbringers. I think and, the uh, only yeah. thing that, like, you know, the, 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 only, the only real thing that Shadowbringers has over, you know, um, Heaven's Ward is that... Ultimately, Heaven's Word is just not as interesting as Shadowbringers. Like it's 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 as as you yeah, know. I hear you. Yeah. It's just the this the spooky Catholic country, you know, that's 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 got corruption in the church, um, and you know, make sure you fuckers. kill a pope. <laughs> yeah, like okay, oh, the pope is evil. The pope king is evil, and the dragons might be oh, might be good. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, Unbelievable. Sure can't imagine this from a final fantasy game where you know the instant you see something that looks like a pope you know you're going to kill him later if if it, if it looks like a pope uh and walks like a pope um you're going to have to kill it later like, yeah no it's it it's true like i think i think shadowbringers is is a story that i don't think has necessarily been like 
told as many times, if not like, I don't know if I'm willing to say that it's never been told before, but like it hasn't been told as many times in, uh, in, in final fantasy games, at least maybe never before. Heaven's word is a story that's been told before yeah. and that's fine. Like, yeah, I, it's like heaven's word is a, heaven's word is a decent medieval fantasy about, you know, dragon dragons, dragon fuckers and the evil church that wants to keep them apart. Characters are cool. I like, I like, yeah, I like it a lot. But like, you know, and, but you know, heaven's word is appropriate. Or storm uh, Shadowbringers is like, appropriately apocalyptic mm. and i think yeah. that's the thing that's interesting to me is that it manages to to navigate between you know apocalyptic post-apocalyptic and post post collapse yeah no that's a really good point like i think um yeah no good point like it's I'm trying to think of how to say this because that's really really smart like it's again because they could like play around with another world they that's were, the, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. We could we could we could obliterate something. Yeah. And then we could, you know, have to like kind of, you know, like we we can we can have the obliteration, you know, that we can go to and then we can walk that back. And, and they can they can mess around with like the fact mm-hmm. that, yeah, like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna point out that hey, the um you know, like uh this this feels like when an MMO dies, like, oh, everything's becoming white and blank and 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 everyone's like going away. Um, but we don't have to kill the MMO for that to happen. Like we don't have to wait till Final Fantasy XIV dies for us to do the storyline. We can do it now while it's still alive. It's a it's a, a pretty clever way to have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting. Like we don't care that the water is never going to come back to the deep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is really like one of the interesting things. Is we Poor Sahag- the water. Po- we we never put the water back. Poor false Sahagin. They're like they're just having a bad time. <laughs> Um, it's like I hope those heroes of darkness come back soon and help me with this, all this water. <laughs> which, like, I mean, it's it's one of those things that, like, um, and this is this is one of the things that, like, always disturbed me about World of Warcraft, and like one of the reasons why I ultimately left and never went back was there was um, in the Pandaria expansion, uh, it all ended up like kind of building up to you get through the whole expansion, you kind of build up to like the kind of daily questing zone. Um, there was this like beautiful, like kind of orchard, kind of like large garden zone. Um, it was like the veil of like blossoms. I can't remember the full name of it, but like, and it was just this, this, this like, absolutely just the pinnacle of beautiful zone design mm. for MMOs at the time. And part of the storyline there is Garrosh Hellscream, um, basically in his, you know, power, thirst, like goes ape shit and obliterates it, destroys it, taints it with like bad chi, basically. Um, and turns it into like a wasteland. And That's Blizzard a shame. Just did that. And like you couldn't there there was there was no patch where you brought it back to life. There was no healing it. There was nothing. It was just, no, this place is spoiled forever now man and and it's permanent in the game so like you don't as i as i recall if you go there on like if you start a new character and go there um it is just ruined for you you never experience the nice part that's awful Uh, yeah and like it's one of those things where it's just like um at once it was like okay i see that you're trying to do the thing where 
you know, you want to make, you want to, you want to show, you want to flex that like, no, Hey, things can matter. And like, we can have permanent changes to the land in this game. Um, but also, wow, you really missed, you, you really miscalculated where you should pull that card. Right. Exactly. Um, like, yeah, it's, it is, it is one of those things where you want to make it a part that's important to everyone, but you can't make it a part that's important to everyone because then it's too depressing. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, if I, I, people would have loved to like have gone back to that zone and just hung out there. It was, you know, it was gorgeous. And like people did enjoy hanging out there. And then when that happened, everyone was just like, mm, I guess I'm going to, you know, do this, this final raid and then call it quits. Cause I don't want to hang around here anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and like, it was like, you know, you already did cataclysm. Like you proved that you could change the world state permanently. Like, um, but so it's, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, we, we have the, we have the, the first now where we can make these massive sweeping changes. Exactly. To yeah. The world. And then, but then we could forget about them, but then it's weird because then we do just forget about it. We don't care about the Sahagin who don't have water now. And that's, I mean, and that's we'll never get it back. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to think forward to. I'm looking forward to our uh, weekly fireside chats uh, when we're playing through Ed Wa- uh, Endwalker. Um, you know, we'll just go FDR style and have some fireside chats. Um, just about the the war effort um, against against Joker uh, against the Joker. Um, uh, I can't believe we brought back like. This is the thing that like cracks me that kills me too, and I can't deal with it. Um, uh, that we Asian, brought back that guy. Yeah, the Asian body, body thieving. Um, I hate that really, character. I hate the character they brought up, brought back so much. I know, it's so bad. I just want to. I like. So what I'm doing with him is I am assuming that uh, this this character that that's happening now, the Asian, is just going to overwrite him in my mind. And I'll never have to think about him again. Um, he's just the, he's the Joker Asian now. He's never that character. That character is dead. Yeah, yeah. that's that's all I can. That's all I can make of it. Um, if, you, if, if anyone listened to our Stormblood episode, the character we complained about the most is now back as an Asian. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think like one of the things I'm I'm looking forward to to charting in in Endwalker is like the way that this idea of stakes comes back to matter in the the source, right? Like they had a place where they could flex and kind of prepare for the last part of this story in in the in the first, but like it's a lot different to to change things in the actual world of the game and so like i'm interested to see how they're gonna like make things seem to matter when they're balancing like trying to bring in new players still yeah because they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna blow up the world i don't think so no they've they've got 28 million players now they're not gonna well fortnite did it well you know Maybe they didn't even. Um, <laughs> no, I, I hope I, I, I am. I'm going. I'm eager to see what Yoshida does, how he steers, because this is his last expansion. I like before he like takes a long break is what I think. He heard he's going to just peace out and like go snowboarding for a year or something. It's interesting because he's also the main dev on 16 
But, yeah. But like he he showed like a, a chart of his time and it was like Final Fantasy 14 for like 60 hours a week. And there was one hour of of uh, 16. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for 16. Well, I mean, I feel like 16 probably just, you know, kind of is going to write itself like. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? I'm not I'm not anticipating much out of Final Fantasy 16. I'm anticipating playing it. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be one of those things where it's 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 Jackson and I fighting over who's going to ask Garrett for the review code for it. I'm just going to I'm going to swoop in and ask before you both go. <laughs> I'm going to find Garrett's email and be like, "You don't know me, but you want me writing this." That's like I I I I put in early for to to review uh uh Endwalker. Mm, uh, I was like nice. I don't know I don't know how code for this works but like if, if we can get it you know get me that shit. Uh, yeah. Because I'm going to do early access anyway, so hell yeah. But if I can I can review it that works out. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear what you think of Endwalker. I I I think we kind of came to the same conclusion about Shadowbringers. I I think it is a perfectly preposterous game that is extremely fun regardless. Um it's a neat game. It's it's cool. It's they 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 shoot for the moon and it is very weird and uh and pretty enjoyable. Um not with, you know, not without its problems. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you with this. I, uh, my steam flashed and I opened it up and on new and trending, uh, the, the game that is most popular is called, uh, crypto girls, 18 plus sex coin. Um, it is a classic visual novel. <laughs> what do we make of this? I thought Not much, crypto right? It wasn't allowed on, uh, steam. I don't know if you can get crypto in this, um, I mean, it's definitely porno, but I guess you can also like, oh, it's a puzzle game and doing the puzzle gets you cryptocurrency, uh, but just in the game itself. Mm. It's, a, it's a real sickness of the soul, it seems. It really is. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to share that with you. Um, Dia, tell people where they can find your work again. You can find all my work on YouTube. Just Google YouTube and my name. Or you can find me on Paste. Just go to Paste and search my name. Or you can just find me on Twitter at Dialacina, D-I-A-L-A-C-I-N-A, where all my stuff lives. And if and if she's off Twitter, don't try and find her. It's true. I've left. I'm on to a new life. She's back on Peach. Colonies. Peach. <laughs> I, I referenced Peach the other day and the people I was talking to were like, what is that? It's like, oh, <laughs> we need to go back. Um, you know, I go back to MySpace. I want a top eight again. Oh, yeah. That was so such power. Such power in a top eight. All right. Well, um, I think we did it. I think that's I our, think we that's did our, it. I'm, our... I'm happy with this. I'm happy with this. Dia, please come back soon. I will. Yay. All right. And talk to you soon. We, should, oh. we should tell the people. Because oh, yeah, today yeah, yeah. I finished Dark Souls. So the Dark Souls Let's Play is done with. And that means we will be getting ready in the next couple of weeks to begin Dark Souls 2. And on that one, not they're, I am not just doing special guest co-hosts or special guests. 
I am going to have a full co-host, and it's going to be none other than Trevor. Yes, I get so to do Trevor all Dark Souls I, 2 with Dia. I'm so excited. Trevor and I will be doing weekly Dark Souls 2. The Derby Adventures will continue this time in Drang Lake. And yeah, time moves strangely in Drang Lake, as we tang, will find. Time moves strangely in Drang Lake, and I'll eventually be able to say that without tripping over my tongue. No, no, it's important <laughs> that you don't. I'm very excited. I, I never... Um, I never did the DLC for for Dark Souls 2, so uh, watching you play through it again and then uh, seeing all of it will be exciting. Yeah, no, we're going to have a grand time. It's going to be great. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Please look forward to it. Please look forward to it. Uh, All right. Well, until then, um, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.